All right, week seven of the podcast, or episode seven of the podcast, reviewing week eight here. We got uh, three of the four faces on Mount Rushmore in the building here, too. We got, what, three, two, seven combined championships? That's true. That's a lot. Basically just missing Rocky and uh, Drew Hensman. <laughs> <laughs> we got the number number one team in the league in Scott. Yeah. Co-host Scott, uh, got friend of the show, Ty, friend of the show, Jeff. Ty's, Ty's almost a co-host at this point, but... Uh, alternate. Yeah. Alternate co-host. Alternate co-host. With Dan. We'll give you the A. Um, <laughs> we'll give you the A. I'll we'll <laughs> yeah, take, right? we'll take the A. Right, so we, got some, we got some heavy hitters in the building. Uh, Jeff, first time on the show. How does it feel to be on uh, Mount Rushmore? Uh, yeah, I mean, humbling. Humbling. Uh, good, to be, good to be up there. It's uh, a while ago now, so, so distant past, but... Glad that uh, you get that on there. Glad that Colditz gets the trophy on there. So in like 10 years when I haven't won one, in 10 years, people are like, oh, yeah, forgot about that. So <laughs> yeah, like I'm I, on there. I don't know how to say this the right way because uh, in real life, Mount Rushmore is stupid. Like, it's probably too blown up. <laughs> but like, do you know how you guys, uh, you know how like, I, I don't know if you ever learned this like in, in a class or something, but like, I remember learning like, they have Mount Rushmore. And, like, it's, like, super offensive because it's on, like, a Native American, like, you yeah. know, like, reservation or something. Or, like, Native American sacred area. And so then they built, like, a big crazy horse, like, uh, or, like, a big Native American version of Mount Rushmore. It's, like, never been finished. That's, like, cold. It's making his own Native American Mount Rushmore. This is, like, hopeless. And it's been, like, in construction for 80 years. And it's never been made. Well, he's trying to talk shit on the real Mount Rushmore, you know? They're still trying to, like, raise funding to finish it. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. There, yeah. And Richie Rich's dad has a safe house in our nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel bad saying that because in real life I'd prefer the Native American version of Mount Rushmore to, you know, the white devil version. Um, but, uh, where are we at? Have we, have we started talking about games yet? No. We're still talking about Mount Rushmore? All right. By the way, right now, me, Jeff, and Ty are posing for a Mount Rushmore painting that uh, Scott is currently painting of us right now. Yeah, Sketching. Uh-huh. And I'm leaving a little space for myself. <laughs> like I said, actually, Ty's number one team, Scott's number one points. Yeah, I was going to point that out, but I decided not to. That's fine. There's all like FDR has a spot on there, and yeah. it's kind of like you can yeah, be it's, it's up for debate. Yeah, they got to fit in the wheels, though. Um, I'm just looking at standings. We haven't talked about this yet, but uh, we should. Uh, Dave conserving the $100 in waiver budget. Obviously, a horrible mistake given that he's seventh in the league and tied for you know, like that could make a difference. Mm-hmm. But hips. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> 1,052 points scored against Tips is just like... It's ridiculous. Insult to injury. <laughs> the deepest level. It's I was thinking crazy. about that actually today, though, because I saw that too, and I'm like, that's kind of unfortunate. But you also have to account that all the good players are only spread over 11 teams. And he doesn't have any, so all the points are going to come in against him. Oh, I can't wait to talk about round by round, best pick, worst pick. We don't have to go through every round. I, I just did it for the first 10. Because even by round seven, it gets real ugly in our draft. Oh, yeah. Um, but hips pops up, uh, you know. He's pops not. up. Yeah. We all pop up with some bad picks and some good ones. Oh, I'm in the first round for sure. Ty, you got mostly good picks. Same with you, Scott. I yeah, got a Bell, couple bad first rounds. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to. A little it's teaser nice. for later, you know? Uh, but, yeah, let's jump into the week eight review. Uh, big week. They're all big weeks. 
We got uh first one we're gonna be into is God Fearing Christian 151.10. Uh that's Scott, and he defeated Danny Carson City Gurley's 121.46. Beat him by you got beat him by a good 30 points. I'll be honest, yeah, it was uh it was kind of a weird week. What's up, Homer? Homer's playing with his toy. Um it was a weird week because uh, on Sunday, I felt like um, <laughs> I felt like every time I turned on red zone, Danny's team was scoring. I think there was like a there was like a five minute period when uh, Darren Waller, uh, Chris Carson, Todd Gurley, and Latavius Murray scored like two touchdowns. They all there were like six touchdowns scored on Danny's team within like an hour period. So at that point, I thought I was had absolutely no chance. Christian hadn't really picked it up yet, but he uh, he came back in the second half, and then um, it was supposed to be like Danny had like a six point lead going into into Monday night, but uh, good old Aaron Jones uh, keeps on. <laughs> this looks taking, like a blowout, but it wasn't. Yeah, until Aaron Jones took Yeah, like it, it was. It was. The, it felt like it wasn't the closest by points game for me this year, but it felt like the closest game because of like Danny's team like pretty much won. Bananas, except for like a couple, he probably would have beaten every other team except for two this week. And uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Kirk Cousins on Thursday night, uh, like you could I swear. left. You could swear on the yeah. podcast. Okay. <laughs> he, <laughs> well, I was gonna say he shit down his leg. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's vivid. Yeah, it's vivid. He, but like I almost didn't want to insult him because like he looked good. He mm-hmm. just couldn't. They just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Like he. Between yeah, the twenties, he was just like throwing it, completing every pass, but then he just couldn't score. So it's gonna happen. He had more more passing yards than Tom Brady, even though I left Brady on the bench. Um, and yeah, I don't know what to do with Cousins now. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, Jay Hill, don't even know his first name. Head <laughs> end spot. Uh, <laughs> Granted, he got he got you like twice as many points as T.J. Hawkinson got me this week. But uh, why why Jay Hill? Uh, I, I believe it's Josh, but I'm actually not, <laughs> not sure. Yeah. And, I, uh, I want to click on it and just see BJ, JAY. But so, <laughs> confirmed. Josh. I, um, yeah. I was just going to roll with Fant, which ended up not really mattering. They were only about 0. 0.3 points apart, but um, I saw that uh, Jared Cook was out as usual. I just, he's just fucking, he's either scoring touchdowns on my bench or just sitting out with whatever injury he has this week. Um, but yeah, then I saw Breeze was coming back, so it was just kind of a last minute ad. I figured uh, just roll the dice with him, and uh, yeah, then I'm not mattering too much. So Michelle still sucks. He came um, back to life though. He yeah. did. Like he had 74 yards rushing. I guess I just like yeah, couldn't find every time. I, yeah, every time I watch him, just like two yards into the back of the offensive line, and that's like pretty much what he does. And then he'll like he doesn't catch any passes. He'll maybe break like one big one or two runs. Just really goal line dependent at this point. But, yeah. Uh, What's bad. weird about with him is the Patriots will come in. They'll be on the five yard line and they'll come out in the shotgun with James right. White and <laughs> yeah. throw a swing pass. Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe like, not even James White sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes just guys yeah. 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 They, they, Brandon Bolton. Brandon yeah. Bolton. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. Or Brandon Bolton out of my formation. It's like come on. Belichick found a guy selling beer and he said, "You're New Jersey." Just a random white guy. Yeah. Like, can you run a straight line? We're good. Um, by the way, did you, true or false, you scored 65 points last week and then 150 this week and yeah, 200 gonna, points the week before. I was going to bring that. I almost broke the lowest point record last week and then this week I got the high point again. It's insane. Um, and yeah, going into it again, like Ty had a pretty decent lead and I know he was watching it closely because like the second 
Aaron Jones scored. Tyler yeah, yeah. Yep. Group, he was like, well, uh, Scott got high point. And, uh, yeah, it was... Um, I, I was, was looking awesome. at it at that moment. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, so what's this high point man looking like? I was like, oh, hopefully Aaron Jones doesn't yeah. come back from injury. Yeah, when he went down, He comes in like, and catches like, a bubble uh, screen or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, touchdown. Yeah. If, you, uh, if you took out the week one results for every player in football, Aaron Jones is the RB1 overall in fantasy, by the okay. way. What? The week one results yeah. for every single player, not just him. It, weeks two through eight, yeah. he's number one RB in wow. fantasy, which yeah. is that's four points. That's, that's which, incredible. Yeah, that's that's fresh in all of our memories, you know. Yeah, and I even uh, after week one when he kind of sucked, I definitely was doubting him. Even for like two or three weeks after yeah. that, I was like, all right, he's just like getting like lucky with touchdowns, and I, you know, luckily I didn't bench him, but because the rest of my bench sucks. But uh, yeah, and I mean, you did all this Keenan Allen. Nothing wrong with almost nine points, but mm-hmm. after those, the first three weeks of yeah. being, I mean, he was the number one receiver in fantasy by, I think, a pretty big margin. Yeah. Did um, he come out and apologize? Apologize after this game, too? Did he? Did he? To oh, fantasy yeah. owners? Yeah. I want all <laughs> my players what? apologizing yeah. to fantasy yeah. owners. I, like, that bumps you up. If <laughs> I know you care yeah. about fantasy yeah. football, yeah. that bumps you up two rounds for yeah. me because that means you're grinding mm-hmm. out those yards. Yeah. 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 The weirdest part was, like, him and Christian Kirk both were. I thought not going to play at all, so I was going to have to start all these random fucking idiots, but, uh, and like start Mohamed Sanu and Samuel, all the shit, but, um, both of them somehow made it, you know, made it into the game. Kirk had a good game too, so, and then Cooper Cup, yeah. I mean, we don't have to say much, but he was just literally open by 30 yards on every play. Like, oh, Cincinnati yeah. was nowhere to be found. Like, he's just standing in the middle of the field, just wide open. And, it was uh, incredible. I find yeah. myself getting it, even though, like, the Rams have a lot of fantasy guys, whenever I'm watching Red Zone, and I see the Bengals come on, I'm just like, I I don't even care. Like, I hate oh, seeing the Bengals on my oh, TV. They're the worst, yeah. It's so bad. Dan's team, though, I mean, with Latavius Murray and Deshaun Watson, I mean, that's right there. Those two, yeah. those two guys just alone put up weeks. Yeah. He had a really good – that's a well, really strong it's week. Just, it's tough to lose you know. putting up a buck over a book, mm-hmm. over 120. Yeah. We do have to shit on Danny's team a little bit because he did spend – Sixty-two dollars for three point no, seven points this week. <laughs> with Kenny's a big hunk of that. Yeah, yeah. big hunk of that. Yeah. Money. I mean, Especially he's not here for the, once, so we got to shit on him a little bit. With everything Deshaun did too, I think that's the hardest part. Is like Deshaun still put up a nice game, and like mm-hmm. none of those points go to Kenny at all. Like, Somehow Darren Fells is all of a sudden their second option. In the red, their first option. Yeah. Right? DeAndre Hopkins oh. isn't their first option. Oh but God. you know, yeah. Dan, we'll we'll. We're gonna do a review of uh, draft picks later, and yeah. you'll come up on the the good side of a few of those. So if you're listening, yeah. And, and we'll, I, w- I mean, I will say before the show, we were talking. He's four and four without a first round yeah. pick. That's really hard. And we looked at his. I don't want to get a little too far ahead into the look ahead, but he has mm-hmm. a pretty favorable schedule going forward. So yeah. he's not in a bad spot. Yeah, he's in a he's in a great spot. And let me ask you guys before we move on um, Latavius Murray two weeks as a full time starter 29 and a half oh, points 32.2 points um, is Alvin Kamara as good as we think he is or is it just a position that is going to beget fantasy production regardless of who's playing it because Alvin Kamara hasn't gone 29 and a half and 32 this year back to back games no that's that's a great question I think Latavius looks really good I mean don't get me wrong yeah. Kamara's good but yeah in so one of those games, it was against Chicago, too, which yeah. was crazy. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback in the Chicago game, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I heard that was his first receiving touchdown of his career, which really? is a little surprising. 
I mean, Not that he's a receiving back, but like you would have thought he would have gotten one somewhere. Yeah, if he can get going, like if he can start running downhill, he he's a good back. Mm-hmm. And with Breeze he coming back, he might have him. he might have like a role because I mean, they they started the year kind of thinking about he might have that the Ingram role from last year, and then Breeze went out, so everything yeah. kind of went to hell. But he might, I mean, he could he could still see ten touches a week. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's knocked down the door a little bit. Like at this point, like even if I was Sean Payton, I'd and give uh, Lat Murray a couple, you know, a couple totes. Oh, give sure. give me eight line. to ten touches a week. For sure. Yeah, especially on the goal line. Yeah. He yeah, he it gets, like I said, if he's running downhill. Yeah. Especially on the goal line, he's he's better option than Kamara, I think. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Kamara's yeah. shifty. I um. On the goal line. I want to do uh pull the band aid off me and Jeff's matchup um. You know. I was thinking about how brave I am for having Jeff on this week. <laughs> um, during a week in which I lost to him. I was thinking, yeah. uh, like, I'm kind of more brave than the soldiers that just killed uh, Abu Bakir al-Baghdadi. I think it's definitely a debate. I, I mean, that fucking dog got the Medal of Honor yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, the dog's stupid as hell. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like... <laughs> They won't even tell us the dog's name. Did you guys notice that? That's the yeah. stupidest shit I've ever heard. My dog's name name is definitely like the N word or something. It's definitely like horrible racist name for these horrible like these racist army guys. They just named it like you know piece of shit or something. So they don't want to tell us like that they just like abuse this dog. The dog did sign up for taking bullets, but it's taking bullets. You know, like oh, it's just whatever. By the way, Big Ben's charity. Off the wall. Dog that dog, cop dog charity. <laughs> Big Ben's charity. Bullshit. You think it's fake? No, it's not. not it's probably real, but... That I was mean, right isn't that dog, dog abuse? Like, it's dog abuse if he's not a cop dog, right? Like, you can't, like... <laughs> force a dog to be a cop Yeah, dog. you can't force <laughs> a dog to get stabbed and shit. Like, they have, like, a badge. I'm pretty sure if you, like, assault a police dog, you're, yeah, you're pretty oh, screwed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they can basically kill you for that. Yeah. But you know what? If If they... If I, like, if there's a scenario in which I had to run from a cop, like, if I was falsely accused of something, or, like, falsely implicated, and I had to run, and they sent a police dog on me, I'm trying to murder that police dog. I'm not letting that police dog rip me up. Like, I'm going to try to stab that dog or something. Like, I don't want to get bit. Yeah. I, I think if like, you kill the dog, I think that's like killing a is. cop. It is. I think <laughs> you're really screwed. How am I supposed to be like I'm innocent to a dog? Like put my hands up and like you they know. like talk to it in German and they tell it not to bite your neck out. Yeah. yeah. So this dog's trying to get my carotid artery in my <laughs> elbow, and I'm shaking it off. I'm, come on, you guys would all stab this dog too if you could. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> I would just pet it. I'd be speaking German back to it. Yeah. I've seen some, like, outside stadiums and stuff. They have, like, uh, Labrador Retrievers. As like I don't know if they're bomb dogs or drug dogs or what, but, like, that's not intimidating. I just yeah. want yeah, to hang out with that dog. Yeah, that dog's just uh, there Hanging for a good time. Yeah. You know? There for some pets. All right. Um, yeah, so Jeff beat me. 21 carat Z. <laughs> I was wondering where we were going to get yeah. to the score. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm revolving around it. I'm just waiting to pull into the station here. You know what I mean? I'm like a, like a plane that's taxiing or whatever. All right, so uh, 21 carat Zeke, 125.78, beat me, 89.24, Chubbawamba. Can we, real quick, can we start with how mad you are that Melvin Gordon did not get traded at the trade deadline? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's... Really quick. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the themes on this podcast has been that uh, 
any of us could coach NFL football. At least play call and it compile the roster, roster composition, play calling. Easy. I couldn't run in practice, but uh, I mean, obviously, it's a no brainer. You got to trade Melvin Gordon for anything, anything. Honestly, just whoever will take him at this point. He's an expiring contract. Like he's he's worthless. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I yeah. mean, I just Austin Eckler. Clearly was, <laughs> yeah. was doing a touch. He got three touches in this better. game. He got three touches, and he scored a touchdown on one of them. I mean, I would say, just at worst, I know I know the talk all year has been Eckler's better than Gordon, but like even if you're being super conservative, Eckler is at least equal to Gordon. Yeah. And there's no way Gordon would not play. He would retire from football before he went back to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. There has to be a contender out there. That needs a running back, and they flip a fifth round pick for him. And yeah. a fifth round pick, you can get a depth offensive lineman. That's not worth which they need. That's sort like of valuable. Too, yeah. well, I'm just, a little surprised that didn't happen. Yeah, they were just they were asking way too much for him. I mean, a guy that what has eight left, eight, eight or however many games left on his contract. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. need to resign him. And he held go, out and abandoned the team for. I mean, I'm not big on like abandoning the team, quote unquote. But like, I mean, why would? Teams don't traditionally reward guys like that with immediate volume. And they've done that with him, despite him showing no signs of delivering. And uh, if you're trying to sell a player to another team, like not him not playing for the whole season and playing like two games and sucking balls, <laughs> like and, and the other yeah. guy, the backup, like showing them up, like you couldn't do worse for yourself. Like you might as well just like trying to sell a car, like set it on fire <laughs> and then like try to sell like sell it as like, I don't know, some logs. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. That's what they're trying to do. It just makes no sense. You know, my big takeaway from this game was uh, just uh, fucking David Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, I I will be honest. I didn't have any intention of starting him. Uh, kind of the problem that I have, and especially Zeke was on bye. So I have three, three and a half running backs that are essentially the exact same player. Mm-hmm. Like Hyde is the same player as McCoy. And up until this point, the same player as Montgomery. Yeah. And I was like, I got to play two of these guys. Who's it going to be? And I wasn't going to play Montgomery because he was coming off that one-point game uh, that Fowler had him for. Mm-hmm. And then that quote came out about Nagy, about how he's like, I'm not an idiot. We're going to run it. Yeah. So I was thinking, obviously I'm thinking like I'm kind of in a hole. Kev, your team's really strong, so it's not like a good week to go conservative. So I kind of need somebody... That's a home run threat, and it it kind of played out like paid off. I think he had like thirty touches or something, which is crazy. Um, now so that I know your out. thought process, but it makes me feel better because I thought it was just like Montgomery's a throwing in the trade. Yeah, he, I mean, he was definitely the fourth player yeah. in my opinion. Like he was the fourth in terms of value, um, but I, I truly had no intention of playing him this week. He was just going to be like a depth guy with probably some upside. Um and kind of rolled the dice and it and it worked out. I I don't have a whole lot to say other than that. I was definitely nervous on Thursday night when Dalvin Cook he did kind of nothing in the first quarter. I watched yeah. the first quarter he had like twenty five yards. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit! Like this is really turning out. Then the second quarter, I'm pretty sure the drive going into halftime he had like sixty yards, four catches, and a touchdown. It yeah. was at least a ten point they drive for him. Half, yeah. And I'm like, oh crap! Mm-hmm. Uh, so he obviously had a really strong game. Uh, McLaurin was, I mean, underwhelming, but you kind of get this game from him. I mean, yeah. all those stats were with Keenum in the first half, and then they put Askins in, and 
Yeah. yeah. And then I saw, I think you picked up Winston on Sunday morning or something or yeah. Saturday night. I saw trick, you. My, oh. Yeah. I saw you flip him in. I was feeling way better when you had Darnold in there. I'm like, oh man, he's actually going to play Sam Darnold. Um, no, I never planned on that. I just, yeah. uh, well, okay. you, you mind fucked me yeah. on that one. I was telling Scott, I, I rode the Jameis Winston roller coaster to death on Sunday. Like, that was a ridiculous yeah. Jameis Winston force. I think, I'm pretty sure he came out. First drive, interception. Second yeah. drive, fumble. Yes. And then by the end of halftime, he had 200 yards and two touchdowns. And <laughs> he's the funnest ride. He's yeah. The funnest ride he can ride. And he had 50 rushing yards. I, I didn't actually realize, he's not like as much of a scrambler as mm. you might think he is, but 50 rushing yards, I mean, that's, that's five points right there. That's. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. I mean, that saved it from being a mediocre day. That's right. Like, you know, pretty good. He varies between, like, there are plays I watch him, and he he varies between being, I think he needs to, like, never play again and, like, be out of the league. And then t- a drive later, he looks like he could be maybe the best quarterback yeah. in the league. So yeah. Like, he makes plays that are so fucking unbelievable. And then he also just makes throws. And, like, I think we all forget that he used to, he was in that, like, gambling scandal where he, uh, Basically, like, unconfirmed, but there were, like, messages where he was telling his buddy to, like, hammer a first-half line against the team, against oh, Florida State. Yeah. And then he just, like, threw three picks and then told him to hammer second-half line. <clears throat> and then he threw three touchdowns. Like, I'm not saying he's doing that, but, like, there are some times when I look at him, I'm like, he might just be fucking with all of us mm-hmm. and just, like, scamming us hard. And just making he it <laughs> strikes me that like he might not even know that like there's something wrong with that or that that's like socially yeah. unaccepted. He's like, yeah, well, like why 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 wouldn't <laughs> He's I? Like, I'm like, in the NFL. Yeah. Like, isn't yeah. that what we do to yeah. take advantage of like being in this? Every, you're telling me every team is into it. <laughs> um, and then I mean, final thing for me, I'd be remiss if I didn't say you got off the hook a little bit with New England. That was only their fifth best game of the year. They what? That was the fifth best game in the Twenty one points. That was only number five. So you kind of got off lucky there. I wish I would have had a few more for maybe a run at high points. But I, holy shit, look at this scores. I do want to believe more. I have a good New England stat again. Good. Sure. The I, run's I over, so please, this is this is the final hurrah. Um, Baltimore. So this is a list of. All the players that have scored more fantasy points than the Patriots defense through week eight. And this is every single player that has scored more points than them. It's a short list. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. And that is it. That's the list. Everybody wow. else in the league, they're below the New England Patriots in fantasy points. This going to be 10 or 12 <laughs> first round picks, probably. Yeah. They, so yeah the Patriots defense has scored 169 points through eight weeks. So, is, uh, like this, they're on pace for like the second highest. They were undrafted too, right? Yeah, I got them. I cut, I cut Delaney Walker for him. I remember it was like a Friday night or something, and I was like, oh, I was like sick. scrolling through free agents, and I'm like, uh, the Patriots. They're usually at least okay. They open with the Steelers, who at the time had Ben and everyone. I'm like, oh man, yeah. they might be like high flying, so I might have to suffer through a week. But then if you just look through their schedule, they play no one. Yeah, the like Jets, Miami comically. Boys. <laughs> Terrible. Their division's awful. Yeah. They're in a great situation. They do finish the year. By the way, not finish the year, but if you make the semifinals in the championship, mm-hmm. you know who they have for those games? Cincinnati and Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, I mean if, if God willing. Far, God willing. Like, yeah. Good luck to anybody yeah. who's playing against you because uh, that's going to be tough. But yeah, so I mean, obviously they've had ridiculously easy matchups. No hiding that. But I, I think they are pretty good. I think they'll, I mean, they'll still be a kind of top-end defense. Yeah, I think... I mean, 
They could go, uh... Bill Belichick could coach two teams, two different Patriots teams to undefeated seasons. One of them has a record-setting offense, the other has a record-setting yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very well within the, you know, whatever. Um, this game here, uh, I mean, Ty just blowing the doors off hips. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Never is doubt. So, uh, At we, any point in this game, was Ty ever nervous? I had, I'm pretty sure I had all... Um, I think I had all one like early game, early Sunday games for the most part, except like maybe one guy. Maybe it was all some early Sunday games, but I was pretty much done at one thirty seven, <laughs> early early Sunday, and then I saw Hibbs kind of just not doing too much, so wasn't wasn't too nervous. You came pretty close to doubling him up. You were almost there. I, I was trying to yeah, figure that out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I mean. Maybe if Hunter Henry could have had a couple more grabs or something, I don't know. Le'Veon Bell has been a pretty big disappointment, but everyone else has been has played pretty well. Mike Evans, I mean, look at, I mean, what's up with this? I mean, guy? Ty, if you just take your first three players off your list here: Russ Wilson, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, they beat Hibbs. Uh, five five points. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> Those first, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, you probably... and that's a bad Russ Wilson game. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> very bad. Yeah, I mean, against Atlanta too. Like, I mean, Mike Evans went off. Yeah. yeah. But that's what Mike Evans does. I mean, yeah. you're gonna get it's, a goose egg from this. Yeah, probably, it's probably. it's Evans or Godwin every probably week, and one of them's good for twenty plus. Yeah, and somehow Godwin got like. Like two catches for twenty five yards or four catches for forty two yards this week. Um, yeah, the spread I, was uh, the spread was forty. This forty and a half this game, and, and I covered. I covered, covered spread. Did not I mean, goose egg from Dee Westbrook. Yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. he might have covered. He might have covered that seven. Starting starting mm-hmm. Rex uh, on the one point eight and Ertz. What's up with Ertz? Yeah, like. He was. He doesn't look that good. I read a stat where he didn't finish below tight end, like number fourteen or something like that, all of last year and the year before that, and I think he hasn't been above tight end like nineteen, pretty much since week one or two or something like that. I think he's hurt. I mean, look at that. His target numbers have gone down. Yeah. In the last three weeks, generally he hasn't. He hasn't gotten over. He's gotten over eight targets. Over seven twice. Right. And I mean, look, season, look at the catch times. percent. 37 catches on 64 targets. That's crazy low for like a premier yeah. tight end. So, I mean, something's wrong there. That, I mean, Hipper, he got unlucky with a lot of things, but like that's, I, I like, like, I didn't think that was a bad pick. Third oh, round, that was, that was no, where he's supposed to go. That's, you draft Ertz and you think you're going to have an advantage at tight end over just about every team and, and it didn't work out. Also, uh, none of us, I don't think, yeah. assumed that Carson Wentz, is pretty average. Like, all of a sudden, he was great second year in the league, showed Flash his first year. This is uh, his fourth year. And he's just um, proven himself to be, you know, a mid-tier quarterback in the NFL. Like, he's really mm-hmm. not that special. Physically, he looks special. His yeah. zip, the zip on the ball looks great. He's got some escapability. But when it comes down to just, I don't know if it's a mental thing at this point, or if he doesn't, he has the and weapons, he's supposed to be honest. He's, he's supposed to have a uh, quarterback guru with Doug Peters. Yeah, yeah, he's not that impressive. He's just, uh, I don't know, I don't know how the offensive line is. I mean, 
they have Jason, they have Kelsey, who's a beast at center. Yeah. And they have Lane Johnson. I think we could all name uh, 12 to 14 quarterbacks we'd rather have than Carson Wentz. Not yeah, like it, dynasty, but like, yeah. you know, with your life on the line, you got to pick a game. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Matt Stafford. I'd rather yeah. have uh, Kirk Cousins, the way he's playing right now. I mean, I don't trust him very much, but I'd still mm-hmm. rather have him. I'd rather have uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. James, Win- James Winston or Carson Wentz? One game with your life on line. James Winston or Carson Wentz? Taking Carson Wentz. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. No Carson Wentz. Way. Come on, man. Just talk. We were just talking about yeah. James Winston throwing, throwing interceptions yeah. on purpose yeah. because he wants to cover the spread. There there is yeah, but at least I know no it's on purpose. He way. might pull it out in the end. Carson Wentz is doing it unintentionally. If my life's on the line and I need somebody to take that game seriously, like yeah. actually give a shit, I'm not kidding. This isn't meant to like get you fired up on this yet. I'd consider Mason Rudolph because I at least, <laughs> I at least know, I at least know yeah. he would be like, oh shit, like this guy might die he's if not- I screw up. James Winston doesn't care. He's, he's gonna screw up. I mean, he's gonna eat a W. Yeah. And, it, and I'm gonna be hanging with the news on my neck. Nuts. That's what that's the thing. He's gonna eat an L. That's what he's gonna do. Uh, <laughs> did you hear the what the one? Someone came out and said that a Bucks reporter or a Bucks like manager GM or something like that has a burner Twitter account, oh, and he basically gosh. anytime anyone has something bad to say about Jameis Winston, that Twitter account is constantly like jumping down. Like, people's throats say, like, he's good, he's good, he's good. And everyone's, like, kind of thinking now it's the Bucks GM because mm. his, his uh, you know, he's on the line, basically, if, if yeah. Jameis fails. And Winston's certainly not last smart year, enough to do that. So. they tried to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. They didn't. I mean, they couldn't, basically, mm-hmm. from the ownership. And then, basically, they, they ship him off. And then who's their backup now? Like, just some... Bomb. They so have to know. stick yeah. with James. Is he a free agent at the end of the year? Yeah. Is this his contract here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there can't be any way he goes. Like he can't go back. I, I, would, I honestly, I pray to God that the Steelers are able to sign him for like six million a year. <laughs> Tell me that James Winston is not the perfect successor for Ben Rosberg. He is. <laughs> he is nearly identical to Ben Rosberg in every way, besides like uh, I guess the development arc, like. Ben's always been a little bit of a slinger, like James Winston is, but, but Ben manages his bad throws a little more. He has some games where he goes, like, zero touchdowns, four picks, like Jameis, but Jameis does it, like, every other game. You know? can... And he throws two picks a game pretty much every game, yeah. yeah, and he never goes pretty much a game without a pick. So I think he's the perfect successor for Ben. They can trade sexual assault stories. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. And yeah. that's, exa- that's Bonding. another element yeah. to it that They're I love. They're probably boys, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Uh, I'll admit, like, crab legs. when James... <laughs> he could show Ben how to use Uber. Like, that's, yeah. that's going to be the best thing ever. I'll admit, even when Jameis was coming out of college, like, I kind of wanted the Steelers to draft him secretly. And I might have even not been too secret about it. Like, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. Now I'm not so sure based on what we've seen in the NFL. But uh, I could see him going to, like, a warm weather climate. Like the Dolphins or the, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't come to Pittsburgh. Or he would just, like... I- I just don't. He just wants to have a good time. Like he's just. Yeah, he he go just to wants to hang out. Go to Woolies Fish Market. Get some cheap gas <laughs> crab legs. Mm-hmm. I bet. You'd love it, man. Um, but Pittsburgh would hate him because he's black. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they would. They um, really would. Because that's how it works. Yeah. But uh, I do. I have some takes on Hibbert's team, but I feel like we should get through. Should we? Games. I'm a little intrigued by these. By the well, his team will come. It's like I called a five minute segment that I thought through. Um. We can get to that at the midseason awards. I'm sure that'll come up. 
Yeah, it'll come up. Um, you know, we, uh, we're halfway through the review. I don't know where our timing is here. I did want to ask, um, I mean, Ty's first place, third in points, one six straight. Yeah, he's on a roll. If you guys had to put your money down on any other team in the league to win a championship besides your own, who would it be? I mean, Ty. Yeah, right? it's Ty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'd put I, it on Scott. I, I would put it on... Hmm, that's tough. I'd probably put my probably put on Kevin. Yeah. My home's coming <laughs> back fresh. Fresh yeah, kneecaps. Yeah. yeah when my home's comes back, that's I, I just, like Ty's I like Ty's depth. So like it, there's every yeah. year and it's definitely happened to me where you get into like week ten or eleven and like you actually feel okay about your team. You're like you've won a couple, like you feel alright, and then there's just an injury that happens that you didn't see coming, and you're like I had my playoff roster all mapped out in my head, and now I'm kind of screwed. I'm going to have to scrounge up some dude off free agents. Yeah, I feel like Ty on. is pretty well positioned for when or if that happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Ty's, uh, Ty's ready for the boat to get rocked a little bit fast, too. Five moves on the year. That's all? That's it. Jeez. That's trim. All right. Well, let's move on to the next game. I think right? we should start charging five bucks per transaction fee. <laughs> Colditz tried to. I'll give Colditz a shout out Dang here. He it. tried to push that. He tried to Dang push that early in the year. Dang got twenty five moves on the year. So as long as it pays for white claws for the podcast. Brendan, Brendan got twenty seven. Twenty seven. Speaking <laughs> of Fowler, uh, mm-hmm. we got him on the the win here. One thirty two point nine two dogs that poop fast. Uh, beating Grant, uh, the owner of the team. Grant is Grant. It's one of six point six zero for Grant, owned by Grant this week. Um... I like Fowler going uh, beautiful mind on us. Really, really just uh, taking stabs. Ryan Tannehill, Jonu Smith combo paid off great for him. Like, I would never <laughs> have the balls to do that in our league. Never even heard of Jonu Smith until mm-hmm. tonight. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, player. Tannehill. Who would have thunk? 20 points. Who would have thunk? Better than Kirk Cousins, I can, tell you, I can tell you that. Better than Mariota, too. Oh, yeah. Fowler's been operating on like a razor thin margin of error yeah. for like six straight weeks, and he's been more or less nailing it. He's been walking the tightrope. <laughs> yes. I mean, he and uh, he even said it on Sunday. He has Miles Sanders sitting there on the bench. As we could have been even uh, even yes. a little better. Yeah, he could have could have gave me an entire run for our money and high point. Uh, and La- also, that was a Lamar Jackson buy. I mean, I know we're yeah, talking about Tannehill, but I mean that's and that's Mark, a star and, player. And yeah. Mark Andrews, who's been a tight yeah. end, probably top five tight end in the right. league this year. That's a heck of a week. He's and uh, yeah, he's coming off the trade. We were all kind of questioning the trade at first. Um, if everybody remembers, he traded. It was uh, he got Tevin Coleman. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. I will admit, so Cooks went out with that concussion, and I, I mean. Oh yeah, that was I don't huge. Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't feel I don't feel particularly good about that. Like that that that's not cool from my opinion. <laughs> like I trade him cooks and he goes out the concussion. So I did feel a little bad about that. Um but then I immediately did not feel bad uh when Tevin Coleman had a little four tutty game. Yeah, four tutty game and yeah. the running backs get good. Right, yeah, great. exactly. Yeah. he's gonna be uh right. the lone horse for San Francisco yeah. on Thursday. So he's probably gonna do Another 102 touchdowns on Thursday. I think it makes up for the... Yeah, yeah I don't feel bad anymore, so that's good. <laughs> but they did... Did you hear the thing about Cook? So he has the, the concussion going on. I think that's his second of the year. And uh, they said that he already doesn't have any symptoms of it. And they're, like, sending him to a specialist because they're like, 
you should be way more fucked up than you are right now. Like, you just bounced back from this concussion in, like, 24 hours. We're, like, worried that you're so good yeah. at coming back from concussions. Well, they're, they're also trying to... They're, they're also... <laughs> what? Josh Reynolds, I don't know. Gavin's in the bathroom. They're also saying the same thing about Sterling Shepard, which, not to get off subject, but the guy's been out... He's I think he's had two or three concussions on the year. Yeah. And um, they said he was fine to come back. He's been practicing for, like, two weeks now, and they're just not letting him. Yeah. Because they're, like... I don't know if you should come back yet, man. Like, yeah. brain's kind of still moving around in yeah. the jelly yeah. in brain's, between your skull. Brain's kind of mush, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> playing professional football. Your brain's gonna be That's fucking retarded by the end. Of the brain's kind of mush, man. He uh, said, um, "Cooks and Jordan Reed can go to conventions and have their brains ultrasound with their two dozen combined concussions." Yeah. Josh um, Reynolds, I hope that concussion is fucking serious. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Huh? Uh, the, the Rams, like, Rams, like fourth receiver. The Nets wide receiver. That's Eight coming targets in. in like yeah, three yeah. quarters I, action. I had him for a little bit last year. He was saw. I mean, when yeah, he's Brandon on the field, Coach he's can't good. fucking count anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, this we can't bro over ruthless at this point, all right? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, it's winner take all. Um, yeah. The one thing I wanted to say was this was a week of moves for Fowler because he also spent I think sixty three yeah. bucks on. Um, my next thing I was going to say. Actually, not even sure what his name is. But I'm 65. Ty, his name is Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Yeah, Ty um, Johnson. So he pretty much banked oh, on a... uh, the carry-on Johnson injury. <laughs> the Johnson and, uh, carryover. Yeah, the Johnson Johnson carry-over. Johnson. We won't miss a beat He thought guy. that uh, the Lions would just get <laughs> yeah, confused. Same name, he thought Lions would get confused and like, on, oh, this guy, uh, Jad, put Johnson in. Like, <laughs> put Johnson in running back. <laughs> Hanging and, double uh, Johnsons on teams. But yeah, they ended up rolling out like a four running back committee, and it's all kind of an ugly situation. But we also learned that his overall strategy was to prevent Grant from picking up a running back this week, which uh, it wouldn't have made a difference probably, but, he, but Grant ended up having to roll out Benny, good old Benny Snell. <laughs> I tried to trade. Real quick, I'll just throw this out there because I know Grant probably doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. Still hasn't declined my trade to him, but I tried to. I, I mean, I say declined because. I mean, I tried to trade him Adrian Peterson on a whim, basically, because I knew he needed a running back this week. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, man, give me, like, uh, Sterling Shepard. See what uh, cause he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's mushy-brained. <laughs> he's mushy-brained. And he's still, on, it's still out there, so. Never right. know. Maybe, he'll, yeah, maybe he'll hear it and yeah, fire something back. <laughs> he's mulling it over, so. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure we've gone off on a tangent for every matchup this week. Um Jeff, do you something you want yeah. to say before I go off on this? No, I have nothing. Uh, Fowler for Michael Thomas is getting Breeze back, so he weathered the oh, yeah. no Drew Breeze storm in New Orleans pretty Beautifully. well. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Johnson and Johnson. Um, I just want to talk about uh, what? Do you guys ever <laughs> use uh, Reddit? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a real. I, I don't use it as much anymore, but I, I did for a little bit. Like, I checked porn. it out. Yeah. Yeah, very. Follow your favorite um, Instagram whore on there. It'll yeah. be good. Wow. <laughs> I don't do that because I'm married, but. <laughs> but I uh, got a secret account. A, <laughs> a burner. <laughs> like that. I can't tell if I'm joking or not like this. <laughs> of course. Well, there was a, a famous uh, post on Reddit a couple years ago. Actually, probably like five years ago now. Uh, we're talking about Johnson and Johnson. This guy had two dicks. What? Yeah, <laughs> legitimately two dicks. Just both. Ha- I think it could have been three. I don't know. Was it two or three? You know. You know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know if I know what you're talking I about. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you guys want to get into it? 
You're listening on your phones, podcasting. Google. Podcast. <laughs> Google Reddit, two that, dicks, one guy or something. Is that where <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't Google Reddit that. that because that will bring up some weird yeah. searches. Yeah. But I swear to God, this guy's got two dicks. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Are they so, like the same size? Are you saying that yeah. that's where the like, name Johnson & Johnson came from? Yeah. I mean, so, it's pretty much... That's why the Lions <laughs> went with that tactic. Yeah. Basically. To piggyback off of that, I actually have something, a weird theory what? that I've heard. Where is this going? <laughs> What's the downside to having two dicks, really? There's no downside. So, Double the this, condom spend? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, a chance. There's a chance this isn't true, but I've heard a rumor that, if you guys all recall Steve McNair from the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the old Titans, mm-hmm. R.I.P. The late, the great. Um, yeah. <laughs> allegedly, he uh, had the nickname... Um, he went by Cinnamon Roll McNair. Okay. <laughs> and I, this, is, this hasn't been fully verified, but like, it's out verified. All right. So <laughs> the nickname Cinnamon Roll McNair became because his dong Jesus. was so huge that <laughs> he had to roll it up to get it inside like a cup to play football. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to. You had to roll it, fold it in half a couple of times, and it looked like a cinnamon roll. <laughs> so they called him Cinnamon Roll McNair. <laughs> no. The imagery. How do you fold up it? You know. If true, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I swear to God, from the first day we did this podcast, I knew eventually we were going to start talking about athletes with the biggest dicks. I knew that was going to come up at some point. I feel like woefully unprepared for this. Like, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> the late, the great. Oh, that's unbelievable. I will certainly be looking that up. <laughs> Next game. Yeah, anybody else got any... Uh... <sighs> Massive hogs from uh, professional athletes in uh, Russia. I think we've heard things about like Greg Olson. I don't know. Greg the leg. Greg the third. <laughs> leg. I think he started Greg the third that. leg. Yeah. yeah, he might have started that. Um, I mean Nick Foles apparently. Hmm. Yeah. Nick the Dick. Big Dick. Big Dick. Big Dick. Nick. During the Super Bowl run, it was just Big Dick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I buy that. He just doesn't have a look. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It was like a Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wish it was a look. Um, all right, so we got a. Uh, I feel like every every week I call Dave or Mills's matchup matchup a pillow fight, but this year they uh, this week they went up against each other. And it was. And uh, yeah, I mean both of them would have beat me, so I can't say anything. But uh, yeah, neither broke a hundred. It was a pillow fight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good old pillow fight. Yeah, we got Dave uh, back-to-back 99.30, beating Casey Pine Tarko 89.96. I mean, big matchup because Dave leapfrogs Mills in the standings. Dave's uh, Dave started one and four. He's won three straight. Yeah. This game, this came down to James Conner on Monday night. Like uh-huh. it was, it was close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Conner uh, showed up before getting hurt, so Dave got what he needed. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Yes. Dave, Dave's happy he's deep at running back like we were talking about but Connor might not be able to go next week yeah Josh Jacob yeah. Oh, he's questionable too though that's a lot of questionables over there but look at it, look, look at his bench he even had Howard go off for 17 on the bench 
to clarify, not O.J. Howard, because he blows. No, O.J. Howard's terrible. Yeah. Is uh, Josh Jacobs the best running back on either of these teams? Hmm. We got James Conner, Devontae Freeman, Marlon Mack, Matt Breida, Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard, Josh Jacobs. I like the thing Max better, but yeah, yeah. But Max schedule, I think remaining is pretty tough, if I remember correctly. I think he has a lot of Steelers, then the Dolphins. Yeah, so he doesn't. But then uh, Jags, Houston, Titans. None of those are that easy. Yeah, but yeah, if rough. you if you give me a pick at any of these guys, I think I I think I'd go Mac. But I mean, Jacob's very good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 but, uh, yeah. Jacob though has like I mean Detroit Chargers, Cincy Jets. Kansas City, I mean, not the easiest, but definitely some, yeah. some easy uh, matchups. I mean, since he... I, I, guess, I guess we should bring up that Aaron did not start Melvin Gordon. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, that may have your fingerprints on it. Yep. I wrote down, quote-unquote, podcast effect. <laughs> Is there a podcast effect going on here? <laughs> and then now that I mentioned, there's going to be a reverse podcast effect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I've definitely reverse jinxed some guys and they've blown up. Is I this is a lot of math to do on the spot, but if he had started Gordon over McKissick, no, nah, he wouldn't won. I tried, yeah, it would have been close, it would have been very close. I mean, at that point, it's basically a stack correction away from him winning. Yeah, I didn't double check my math. So no, you're right, you're right. I think you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was in uh, it was... Mr. Kersey's math class in Eisenhower, so yeah, guy uh, <laughs> was real tall. Yep, that was my last year of good math. <laughs> Um, we already did Fowler and Grant's matchup, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I had like notes on that, like Peyton Barber and Benny Snell for Grant. Sorry, <laughs> running back. That's, That's I guess old. Fowler's master plan. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could continue talking about David Mills, but I think it's about all the time they deserve there. Um, <laughs> Tyler Murray, can I? Uh, are we worried? Nah. Well, they don't have a running game. Yeah, the past two weeks have been a little. Uh, and he has San points. Francisco on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a disaster. Yeah, there's no way around that. Not touching that. But I hope he shakes Joey Bosa or uh, Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa. Unlikely, but. Yeah, he's a freak. But <laughs> Nick Bosa might be faster, stronger, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Definitely stronger. I just don't like him. I don't know why. The Bosa dad, his semen's got to be worth. <laughs> like millions <laughs> of dollars. Can you ask this already? If you would rather be a Watt. Oh, yeah, a Watt dad. Or a Bosa dad. I think officially after this weekend, I'm going to go Bosa, but... Watt, your kids were drafted, like, teens. Bosa, your kids are one, two. Or <laughs> yeah. Basically, both two, I think. And both, yeah. do- like, and dominating every day. Wasn't there something about, like, the Bosa's grandfather or something? Or Edmonds. Dad. Uh, oh, he's yeah. Got, like, three in the other yeah. two right now. So, if you guys had to drink, uh... The Bosa semen. And you could <laughs> no. turn into one of the Bosa's. Would you do it? Just like a for how I, long? I would easily for how do, long? Like for the rest freak, of your life? Freaky Friday. Uh, shot glass is too easy. Let's say. <laughs> oh my god! If you had to drink a, I mean, uh, I'll put it in like a shake. Yeah. <laughs> no, bro. You gotta go. I'm not guzzling it. No, no and you gotta. It's gotta be multiple oh, sips. Wait. It can't be a shot. You gotta. You gotta taste it. Hold on. I was here. It is Bosa's great grandfather. So this is Joey Bosa. So all these guys, their great grandfather was Chicago mob boss Tony Accardo. 
Really? Oh. And I'm clicking on Tony Accardo's Wikipedia this, page. Look at this, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nicknames Joe Batters or Big Tuna. Occupation, crime boss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Big Tuna. He fucked people up so bad. <laughs> We're looking at his Wikipedia page, his picture. He has like yeah, one of those fucking, the, the mobster pork pie hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Everything. perfect picture. Yeah. He's probably boys with, uh, he's other Chicago. Capone. Yeah, Capone. Yeah. Got so that's cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Next, Vance McDonald's been a pretty big bomb this year. Yeah. Mm. He's be honest. He's been a bomb every second of his career besides the stiff arm of Tampa Bay. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> sweet though. I know. That that's probably, that's what we're all hanging on. That stiff arm made him a couple million right there. That stiff arm really did. Is this the last matchup? This is the last matchup. Uh, the podcast could have stopped recording, for all I know. Like, I was just wondering. I don't, I don't know if you're supposed to ask, as the new guy. I don't know if you ask about that. I know there have been issues in the past. <laughs> we're, we're doing better than we usually do, but... Uh, we're actually further ahead of schedule than I thought we'd be. Kind of well, I guess we're this says a lot about be, our schedule, we're yeah. We're supposed to be halfway through right now. We're not really halfway through. But... Yeah, but, you know, let's save a special one for last year. Uh, Girth Brooks, Chaff. 112.56 beating King Kwan Cold. It's 97.98. Uh, Cold said he was excited when I picked Chaff to win because he thought I jinxed uh, everybody I, you know, favored. Yeah. And um, he was wrong by about 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, I'll tell you what, this game had some implications. Yeah, there are some serious. There's a log jam at 4-4 four and four that. Yep. A lot of things happen this week that are uh, could affect the pretty much the whole playoff picture already. I mean, uh, what? A, yeah, go ahead. No, that was really all I was going to say. It was just that I think there were tons of really important games this week. Yeah. What a colossal backfire here. And this isn't Colts' <laughs> fault necessarily, but Chaff owns David Johnson. David Johnson doesn't play. So Colts has Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds starts. You think like a 20-point yeah. swing there. Chase Edmonds exits the game. 2.3 yeah. points. Brutal. Chaff wins. Like, <laughs> brutal. Brutal. Could have started single Terry. Still won the game to win, but... Yeah. yeah. Cold, it's... Single Terry is in Rob's head. I can tell you that right now because I, I was looking at this today and I'm going to give you a four-week history of Rob owning single Terry. Acquired him by week. Nothing you can do. So he's just waiting. He has this new toy. Excited to use him. I know he's all pumped up. First week, starts him. This was coming back. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, first week, starts him. Last week, 2.6 points. That was him coming back from the injury. Had him in his lineup, two points. Against Miami. Oh. Against Miami. Oh. Against Miami. <laughs> Crucial point. Yeah. Brutal stuff. Crucial point. So then he's like, you know what? I need to make sure my guy's healthy. I'm going to bench him. 12.9 points. <laughs> He's in his head. No doubt. And I call it out because I know how excited Rob was for him. I know. I don't blame him, too. It's not even like I, I read a stat today that uh, he's, I'm pretty sure, received only 20 carries on the ground this year. Eight of them have gone for 10 plus yards. Ooh. How will they give him more carries? Yeah. Yeah, look. 10, 20. There you go. Eight for 20. 20 uh, 10 plus yards. Quick aside because it's. I mean, comparable. Frank Gore, obviously, is kind of the piece of shit that's standing in his way. Mm. And somehow it came up like the all-time yardage leaders. And Frank Gore is super close to Barry Sanders at three. That's just going to look weird when the top three isn't Emmett, 
Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, and Frank Gore just, like, breaks up that yeah, trial parade yeah, of, like, weird. the three best running backs ever. Mm-hmm. And then there's just Frank Gore, who... Playing himself. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Is that the new thing? Like, you just have to play through 50, and then you get, like... Like, you see, is Frank Gore, like, going to go to the Hall of Fame because of this? Because, honestly... Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if he deserves it. Like, he played for nice... He's, if you're on the rushing, I feel like... Third all-time. Yeah. He's going to be third all-time. Yes, time. you have to put him in, but, like, he played for, like, 30 years. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He'll get in. He'll get in. Like, there... It's, frankly, almost a miracle he's still able to walk, like, at this age with how many carries <laughs> yeah, right? he's had. Like, him at the age 45 is going to be tough to see. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have, like, a, a neck. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I feel like, you know, he's like you a can't turtle. really, like snap your head back or like your head can't yeah. get off the I don't know yeah just kind of has a big head right into the shoulders there's yeah. a limit it's <laughs> just it's like yeah. a human turtle and you just can't can't get hurt can't. Yeah. um That's awesome I love how Dan's still holding on to uh, Wayne Gallman, though, just because of the big splurge on the just the other night hold on just in now. case <laughs> yep refusal to give in and still has AJ Green. That was and started and started Allen or Breeze or Allen over Breeze. Mm. I mean against uh, yeah. Philly. I don't. And I don't know the weather was bad, so I might have not done that. But I, I I'm very glad that Arizona Aaron Rodgers has a terrible defense. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So how are you yeah, not starting Breeze? I don't know. He's scared of that injury against. If Breeze says he's good. Points. I feel like he's good. Yeah. yeah, Breeze wouldn't be playing unless he's just going to light it up. Yeah, especially when Teddy Bridgewater was undefeated. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why Breeze was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just playing. Because Bridgewater, not that, not that he was going to take his job, but just like, I don't know. Giving us some questions. Like, the Saints system. Just like, same questions we had about Latavius. Like, just whoever you put in the position doesn't matter. They just win. They just put up points. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Breeze is obviously. I think Breeze is. A hundred times the player Aaron Rodgers yeah. is. Sorry. I think Breeze yeah. is a yeah. league of his own. I was going to say, I was glad Aaron Rodgers didn't come up in this podcast. I'm kind of sick sick of the conversation. <laughs> oh, I brought stats. Oh. <laughs> They're fat. Uh, in favor of one. or against? Because I'll listen to against. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I know fantasy points are the, aren't the barometer for quarterback success, but uh, Josh Allen has 17 plus points and 6 to 7 starts this year. Ooh. 6 to 7. Aaron Rodgers is 17 plus and 3 of 8. Yeah, you could probably say the wow. same thing about Jameis Winston, though. Yeah, you definitely could, actually, because I, I just had him. So I mean, the guy had threw five picks in a game and put up 20, 20 points because he threw up 400 yards. Well, you know, he's not afraid to go for it. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, he's going personal stats first, team success second. <laughs> Jameis Winston is like... Uh, what? He's like, Jesus what are you, what are you, Christ, now I'm to the cross, bro. He will throw picks what you just for the said, good of his team. I think you could honestly argue the exact same thing reverse. Um, that he's putting the team first by not taking the shot and putting and putting personal stats aside because he's not willing <laughs> to take the deep ball to jack his stats up. He's I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the thing that they're Give me what they're taking. Give me what they're taking. All That's right. Aaron Rodgers. So, I have I have yeah. to use the stat. Now. It's on. It's quick. Trust uh-huh. me. Give me ninety seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll lay it up. Take your time. So take what they give you. Yeah, mm-hmm. passer rating. I I feel like what's everyone's general thought on passer rating? I feel like Kevin's not going to be a big Is it passer rating. QBR. QBR. Passer rating. Passer rating. The one fifty eight point three stat. Right. 
Yes. Yes. That's yes. like the best you can do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not bad. So I agree. It's not great. Everyone like picks holes in it, but it's mm. about yeah. it's about the best you have. It's a decent so barometer. going back to the AFL merger, mm -hmm. nineteen seventy. Yeah. All quarterbacks with thirty-two starts, mm -hmm. so two seasons worth of starts. Thirty-two starts going all the way to back to nineteen seventy. Okay. Or sixty. Yeah, whatever the merger was. Yeah. Passer rating number one. Aaron Rodgers. Can you number two? Just to round it out, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady coming in at five. Tony Romo. What? Wow. Do you got six through ten on there too? Dak Prescott, Steve Young, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Peyton Manning, invalid. Philip Rivers. <laughs> ah, I don't know. That's all. I, that's what I spent. I spent time in the office today with doing this. One that's take, crazy. One takeaway is it's a that, decent uh, top ten. He, he, like the Kirk Cousins off, throws me from the. Yeah, I think it's because his completion rate so high; he doesn't really throw completions. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have to say, hats off to the modern era of quarterbacks that like Steve yeah. Young's really? the only like yeah. old name we see on the whole list. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah, Peyton Manning's as as low as he is, number yeah. ten. Where is yeah. he? Nine. Nine. Yeah, it's a lot of current guys. You have to get all the way down to 16-17. You got two great veterans at sixteen seventeen: Joe Montana, Chad Pennington. <laughs> I have to say, if, if I'm doing Jeez. my top 10 quarterbacks in the league right now, I'd say, uh, you know, like something like Wilson, Mahomes, um, Watson. You know, you got to throw Brady in there. You got to put him in your top 10. I don't know if he'd be four, but even my top 10. Um, Dak Prescott, uh, Ben won healthy. Um, let's go with uh, Breeze. So it's seven. So real, kind of real quick. Yeah. So what, what makes you think that if you remove Dak Prescott from, what does Dak Prescott do better than Aaron Rodgers? Um, everything. <laughs> you think he's more accurate? You think yes. he's better at escaping? Uh -huh. You think he reads defenses better? Like really? Maybe not reads defenses <laughs> better because that takes a little bit of like time in your career. But I think he's. Uh, He's not. He's willing to let his receivers make a play on the ball, whereas Aaron Rodgers. So he takes more risks. Yes. Okay. So I he think, trusts his receivers more. Yes. Okay. I think risk taking is a big thing for quarterbacks. I think uh, the difference that separates the mediocre teams from good teams is a quarterback that's willing to take risks, as opposed to a quarterback that's willing to play it safe. Throw the. I mean, I I know when I know they got to throw the ball out of bounds. You know what I mean? Throw the ball out of bounds. You're you're evading a pass rush, yeah. but like, I have no respect for Aaron Rodgers' game because he seems to protect his own statistical categories over every other aspect. Like, I, I shared that set where he was what he's a losing record against winning teams mm -hmm. of, since 2012. That is solely because he will not take risks as a quarterback. That's why he has five interceptions, seven interceptions, zero and thirty whatever touchdowns. He could have fifty touchdown passes if he. If he had, yeah, but I don't know. He if, wasn't a selfish football player. I don't know if that stat is necessarily relied one hundred percent on the quarterback, a losing record against winning teams. I mean, that that has a lot of like your defense could just suck. Like, what mm. matters is the stats that he's putting up. He's not giving away the game. I mean, if it came down to like like fourth quarter drives, like 
let's say, I don't know if you have a stat on the fourth quarter drives. I have like, fourth quarter mm-hmm. comebacks and game-winning drives. Like, is he... Like, we have 30 seconds. He's not great. 30 seconds. Okay, so... It's, it's underwhelming compared to everybody else in the top 10. Like, other than Dak Prescott, which doesn't count because he's... That's why young. Tom... That's why we deem Tom Brady to be the greatest and Ben to be a Steelers legend. Yeah. That's the criteria we use... For greatness. So, for I comparison. That, I still don't think that makes him a bad we quarterback. We got 10 seconds. Fourth quarter, comebacks. Rodgers has 15. Ben has 31. Game-winning drives. Rodgers has 22. Ben has 42. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, again, I, I don't think that. All right. Continuing here. <clears throat> I, think that's, I think that's a more telling stat, though, than, than what, than the stat earlier, just because of, it's what he can do, basically. Like what? That isn't that isn't a good stat for him. Is Philip Rivers in the view on there? Because yes. like I take him as like a, a, a yeah a good quarterback, great quarterback, whatever you want to call him, but not. They are, Rivers has more fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives by at least ten of both. He's played a few more years too. To be fair, what uh, about Joe Flacco? Uh, I'm gonna have to scroll down this. Oh, shit, never mind. Yeah, I, got, I got you. I don't know. I, I just. I mean, I would literally. I still put Aaron Rodgers top five quarterback in the NFL. Flacco has eighteen fourth quarter comebacks and twenty four game winning drives versus fifteen and twenty two. So very he, similar. He has okay. more than Rodgers mm-hmm. by a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so is... how, how many attempts? Because I mean, yeah, Joe Flacco is probably playing He's with with a, a line, with yeah. a with an unbelievable defense yeah. and trailing by three points, where all he needs is a Justin Tucker. 55-yard yeah. bomb where Green Bay is probably playing in the snow bowl. It has Mason Crosby. You can probably kick a 45-yarder max, maybe 50. Like, I don't know. Flacco is 49th on the QBR list between uh, the list goes Mark Bulger, Jim Kelly, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, Mark Brunel. Roger that sounds Stahl. about right, actually. That's pretty good. That's where Joe Flacco fits in the pantheon of quarterbacks. Actually, Brunel's better. The fact that he's above Stab, Roger Staubach is pretty absurd. I, feel like I mean, he had a real look. I don't. I'm out of my depth there. I can't talk yeah. to him. I mean, I've only seen like Stop highlights with Stalock. I'd fuck Roger Stalock <laughs> up. Let's be real. <laughs> Dude, he was a baller though. He was in the Navy and shit. Yeah. Or he was in the Navy, bro. I give I him a really wedgie know. in the Navy locker room. <laughs> <laughs> you can pull. <bully. laughs> <laughs> That you dog you were shitting on earlier would be chewing up your underwear. Roger Stubbox, listen to this. I'll beat the shit out of him right now. He's probably dead. I don't even know. Yeah, I think he just he like out of games. Like, yeah. Unconventional and like probably not didn't look that athletic, but he was just balling out. I don't really I don't remember ever seeing like a picture or a video no. of him throwing the football. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree he a, that he was uh, more of like a uh, he was definitely a mobile quarterback, I think. I think he was running a lot. Speak, right? He was almost like a uh, like Cordell Stewart, just kidding. But uh, he was like a uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't His know completion percentage was low, fifty-seven percent. That's about as low as I see on this list. So, I bet he had a lot of rushing. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. He was like a like a run pass yeah. option guy. It's hard to remember, but like before Tom Brady was uh, considered the best ever, was it? It was basically Joe Montana or like Dan Marino or something like that. Yeah, Marino's different. I think he was actually a stud. But if you took Joe Montana in his absolute pinnacle prime. And threw him into today's NFL. Would he be a top fifteen quarterback? Probably. I'd think no. But He'd be like a Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a pretty good comparison. Yeah. Like, he has know. that killer arm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe we underestimate like uh, his like game sense, like his. Dude, I, don't know, I think the like, game is adjustments at the line, like, reading defenses. 
but the game is probably a hundred times faster than he's played against. Think about DNs literally ten years ago. Yeah, this is a good one. Besides Lawrence Taylor, but oh, besides like oh, besides like Lawrence Taylor and every like team has Javon Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah. Every team has like a Javon Kirsten. Yes, mm-hmm. everybody, yeah. and then they have like a decent other like outside linebacker or something yeah. to go along with it. Like if Javon Kirst was tracking Joe Montana out of the pocket against his back throw to Dallas Clark, yeah. he's sacked yeah. easily. He's yeah. thrown to the ground, and without the rules that they have now in place, yeah. he would be literally grabbed with one arm and thrown to the ground, mm-hmm. I think, with, with, with these guys. Dan Marino would be Bryron Leftwich. Fucking statue <laughs> yeah. behind the line, rocket there launcher was no, on the arm. There was totally. no rules. Mm-hmm. You could grab him yeah. behind the horse collar and just drag him backwards <laughs> in that, that, that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was just, it was, I don't know. I don't think that he would be, I mean, I, would, I, I like the Kirk Cousins comparison, even though Kirk Cousins is nine in the... There's, in the QB <laughs> yeah, all time. There's very few guys I think would translate. I think like a guy like Randall Cunningham would actually be good in today's game. Or like, um, I don't know, that's all I can think of. No, he'd be good. Who's that, who's that quarterback that would that just literally would scramble for days? Colin Kaepernick. No. <laughs> I'm saying he would be good in today's guy. game. Was was it Fran, Fran Tarkenton? Fran Tarkenton. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he'd be he's like good because he'd be like, oh, he still holds records. Extend sure. this play for 30 yeah. seconds. Who's like the. Uh, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know he could, or he could be like a Johnny Manziel, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's do a little week nine preview here. Uh, I, I think the best way to do this is just say, uh, you know, kind of who you would take and why. You know, break it down for a sec if you want. But uh, some big ones this week. I think there are some big matches yeah. this week. I mean, this one's a, a whale of a matchup because you got Ty coming off six straight wins. Um, facing Jeff, who... Just beat me. He's four and four. Still, still battling for that playoff spot despite being hot right now. I need to. I need to get to seven and six. I think seven wins is the magic number to be very competitive for sneaking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably drawing this one up as an L. So I'm probably gonna have to finish the year three and one. I think. Uh, Ty's team's loaded. He has some killer matchups. I. I it'd be. Uh, I think a long shot if I. If I got that one. I think. I think it could be a very high scoring game on both sides. I have I do have some nice matchups. You have some nice matchups as well. I mean Dak. I think what what did Dak do against the Giants first week? I think he put up like big, four, like thirty points. 30 yeah, points. It was a big number. Elliott. You know, Diggs. They could be passing the ball a lot with with Minnesota. Yeah, and hopefully Phelan, Phelan we'll might be out. Yeah, yeah. hopefully Phelan's out. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah, he had a big number versus the Giants week one. And then, yeah. but, and then, but the one thing is, New England has their first test this week. Yeah, yeah. So they're as... they're not going to be putting up something crazy. You have Lev Bell uh, at the Dolphins. Lev obviously has been a little disappointing, but there's nothing like a get right game against the Dolphins when your yeah. name's been in trade rumors all week. I could easily see him getting two scores. Hopefully that rain holds up, so they're not throwing the ball. But yeah, I mean, it projected projections wise, they have me projected to win, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Odell Beckham does. I mean, he the dude. I mean, that's been a very disappointing pick so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to keep playing him because there's going to be one week where he has like 102 touchdowns. But until yeah. I get that, it's mm-hmm. going to be a uh, five catches for 60 yards. Yeah, I'm going to take Jeff in this one because having three guys on Monday night, three key guys. Yeah, for some reason the Monday night there's some Monday night magic to. Fancy football. All I know is to have your quarterback, your best running back, and another player still alive on Monday night, it's 
pretty hard to be out of it going into Monday night. Like, you might need yeah. 60 oh, yeah. points or something, but, yeah. like... You still went out of the shot. Yeah. yeah. Zeke catches two two passes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sneak in. The one thing I'm, I'm hoping for, I'm knocking on wood right now, is San Francisco, Thursday night game against Arizona, might be mm. able to match New England on the defensive yeah. side. I think they'll yeah. beat them. I think they'll beat them yeah. this week. I don't know, hopefully. Philip Lindsay has a tough matchup. Cleveland... Cleveland drum defense is pretty good. I don't know though. Be a good matchup. It's a big one. Good matchup. Top five. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Ty as well, but I think it's gonna be really close. Um, yeah, I just, uh, the thing about Jeff's team though is like the Monday night, like we talked about. I think players just get up for Monday night games. Like they definitely. Do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but they big time uh, players. Yeah, they. They just show up more. They're like they know it's more more eyeballs, and they're just trying harder. Whatever that means, even though I don't know. I feel like I, that's yeah, no I hear you. Yeah, you. yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be close to like I think maybe the closest one of the closer games of the week. I haven't looked at all the matchups, but it's uh, gonna be a tight one. Kevin, why don't you pick someone to win? Why you vote yeah. on it? Me? What do you think of time? Oh, um, like vote officially? Yeah. yeah, I thought. Uh, I I think like I said, I think Jeff's gonna win. I mean. Jeff's got this thing, too, where he's got Lockett who could outscore Wilson. If Wilson has a big game, Lockett's going to be involved in that. Yeah. So, like, uh, that could cancel out Wilson. That's true. And that. Mike Evans is going to tilt the scales if he goes monster again. But then Jeff has wild cards at receiver, too, with Diggs, who should blow up against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And Beckham, who, like you said, are just waiting to blow up. Like, I feel like the Broncos are one of those situations where uh, – It'll be just tight enough where they'll need to rely on their good players. Even though it's not a good matchup, they'll need yeah. to feed them volume. They have some bum-playing quarterbacks, though. Yeah. They're going to have to get Lindsey the ball, either on runs or a little well, dink Lindsay's questionable. Oh, yeah, I saw that. No, he said it might be just a workload thing, but or like a management thing. But also, Freeman's been getting a lot more goal line carries than, than Lindsey the past like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that, too. Where the first three weeks, Lindsey was getting all of them. But yeah, we'll see. We have another matchup I've been very excited to talk about. Um, <laughs> Colts against Hips. Uh, Hips <laughs> is trying to get off the schneid desperately here. Pretty sure Alvin Kamara's on a bye, yep. so that's going to be devastating for him. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's there, there's some just gut feeling I have that um, this might be Colts' rock bottom fantasy season. I do think. So you I'm got gonna... Drake. Uh-huh. Yeah. Might be the one in. Yeah. Before I give one before I give my hot take on Hippert, which I'm about to come out with, mm-hmm. I am gonna preface it by I do think Hippert gets a win. I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily calling it in this matchup, so that's yeah. not a prediction. Okay. Okay. I'm not going out on that ledge. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he goes 0 13. I think somewhere he finds a win. I think he finds a win. I, I think <laughs> you so. sound pretty confident about that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Has anyone been owing over in the league? I don't think so. Um, I think Fowler's had the worst record in league history, and I think it was one and twelve, yeah. or one or two, two and eleven. Two, I watched. I, I did some research two years ago. Thirty um, only put up like barely a thousand points in the league. He went over a mm-hmm. hundred one time. It's yeah. like one hundred nine. That's, that's a brutal year. Mm, that's a, so my my hot take, and I actually didn't even factor in the fact that Kamara's on by this week. Which I mean, this is this is the week that we would want to do this. Do you think if we all created a lineup off of just free agent players today, whoever's on free agents, could you beat Rob's team this week? If we all just we won't do it now on air because it take a little bit of time. 
But if we all came back tomorrow morning and just a starting lineup of free agent players, could we beat Rob this week? Yes. I think Without yes, too. There's I, no doubt. About I think I could put to, If we had an expansion team. I really want to go down this rabbit hole. And a 13th, yes. If a 13th team, if Pat Glash joined the league today and had to put together a team of free agents, could he beat Rob Hippert this week? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at his lineup, and the only obstacle in your way is really like Golden Tate. Like, God. honestly, that's the your, only, your that's team. The only... Your team is anchored by a quarterback. Could you be and there are there's definitely a quarterback. Could you be yeah, there's Kevin's get, Kevin said that Hippert will beat Rob this week. So you're saying that you'll beat Rob with a creative <laughs> players this week is what Let's, you're saying. Let's run through Colts. <laughs> Colts has got this week is what you're saying. Colts. You beat Rob with free agent players. He's got <laughs> he's got Godwin and he's got Barkley and every other player on his team is capable, fully capable of putting up five points or less this week. That's true. Besides, I mean, Carr, because he's a quarterback. Yeah. But he's also the biggest pussy known to man. So. I don't know. Fells is that number one tight end target. Yeah, right? 9.30 we're all going to wake up. He's going to have like three touchdowns already. Right? <laughs> yeah. What? Because Bill O'Brien just, you know, hates to be good. But at I, I, re- I, think, I think if we tomorrow and you, you, have to, you have to do it on your own or you have to do like a timestamp in the notes thing so that you know that it's legit like yeah. before the day. I think you could put together a starting lineup of fan, of free agents that would be competitive or win. Yeah, I think it's totally true. Oh, that should be like a we should everybody should do that in the group meeting tomorrow. We should all see. Uh, <laughs> it's like a DK lineup, but yeah. not like, yeah. Beat Rob, beat Rob, season long team <laughs> with free agents in an incredibly deep league. I think we could do it. I think we could do it. Um, we should all like put in like five bucks too in the winter. You know? We should it's do it like, every week. And there's just a lot. Finally, does it? It's like a survival pool. Yeah. And eventually, yeah, we could. Uh, we could do it. I, I mean, like, do, I, I'm guessing everybody else taking Colts. I yeah, mean, I'm yeah. almost taking hips in like a just to piss Colts off way. But I did that last week and it ended up being true. So. So you're one minute. Uh huh. I'm Colts. My good luck charm. Um. Let me just mark this down here. Even though I don't know why I'm doing that, because I didn't even check last week's marks that I made. Uh, Dave and Danny. This is a big matchup because both Huge. are four and four. Danny uh, ran hot for a while. Now he's clinging to that sixth spot. Uh, Dave is the opposite. He was cold, and now he's running hot on the seventh yeah, spot. Two opposite. Dan doesn't have a defense in as of yet, so... So, uh, yeah, that's pretty, uh, shitty. Does he have someone on the bench that he, he just... Just assume? No, no one. Not a defense. On that's not a good sign, though. If you're picking up defense on a Thursday morning, that's not a good sign, you know? You're streaming D. Gotta plan that out a little bit. Uh, I mean, Dave has Jimmy Graham and Danny has Darren Walsh. I picked Danny in this matchup. Just <laughs> 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 Jalen Samuels could be the one this week, too. So those, yeah. those projection points could go up, if mm-hmm. depending on what Connor's status looks like the next couple days. Dave um, play is Ryan that Demarius Thomas start? Wow. Oh, gross. <laughs> and a Diva Samuels start after last week. And Robbie Anderson is just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's a... Is Devontae Adams playing? <laughs> I think I heard this... Yeah, I... It felt like last week the injury update was if it's not this week, it's next week. It feels like he's close, but I don't know. Yeah. Kyler, and then Dave is starting Kyler Murray yeah. in San Francisco a tough on a Thursday night. He's the two worst yeah, receiving horse in the league. I think I'm going to go with Dan on this one. Looks like it. <laughs> it's, these are pretty Just because, look, Dave has Connors, too. 
Yeah. No. So that he might have to bench. That's gonna. That's gonna. Be so that could be a factor. Big, that yeah. could be a big swing toward Danny's way. I mean, to be honest, I do like Robbie Anderson against the Dolphins. I do like T.Y. Yeah. Hilton against Steelers. I do like Debo Samuel against the Cardinals. If he catches a touchdown, let's return in value right there. Yeah. Um, and Josh Jacobs against Detroit should uh, should kill it in that spot. But yeah. I'm still going to pick Danny just based off the Waller Graham thing. <laughs> you can't put um, your faith in Jimmy Graham. It's the worst fantasy player in the history of fantasy football. Yeah, I, I like Danny here. I think it's I'm going to lean Danny as well. After playing him last week, I think he has scary-ass running backs with Latavius and uh, Darren Waller. Probably the best tight end in the league. Just playing uh, consistent. While I mean, we're on this. Tight ends suck this year. So um, I think having a, even a mediocre tight end is a huge value. Going forward, Danny does not play a team that is currently in the playoffs. So he has a favorable <laughs> route home. A cakewalk. Yeah, but to I mean credit to him. He's four and four without a first round pick essentially, and a pretty tough schedule today. He's uh, Devontae Adams. So he's in. He's kind of survived. He's in. He's in a decent spot. He's a pillow princess, as we call him. Mm -hmm. The rest of the way, he's a pillow princess. He's biting the pillow. That's some kind of uh, not to bring it back to Liz Bennett. That's some kind of lesbian term. I don't know what a pillow princess (laughs) is, but it's some kind. It's in that. Culture. Like when you're humping one of those big <laughs> body pillows. Yeah, Every exactly. conversation on this podcast, six <laughs> degrees from Liz Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kevin, it's Kevin Bacon all over again. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> Somebody's yeah. going to use that as a fantasy team name next year, and it's going to be great. <laughs> six degrees of Liz Bennett. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Liz. Sorry, Biz. What do we have now? Uh, Chaff and Mills. Another huge one. Mills need they both need W. I mean, losers out of the playoffs basically at this point. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, loser leaves town match. Yeah, this so, is a loser. So Aaron team. has Gordon in the starting lineup already. Green Bay is a good matchup for running backs, though. Yeah, and he has Brita, who's on his bench, who I think is going to miss the game because it's a short week. So it's I think, he's, game to miss I think he's going to have to play Gordon. Um, This is a big game. I mean, I don't even want to pick a team to win in this game. Can they both lose? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, with Gordon out, Edelman's going to ball out. I mean, it's just going to happen. I like, I like Aaron. I think I like Aaron, too. I think the... Uh, I think Aaron's just deeper. Yeah. Chaffee's running back situation is ugly. Like, yes. Starting Royce Freeman and whoever this guy, Tra... Is it Tra Carson? Trey Tra. Carson? Ty. Um, Tra. No, it's Tra. Tra. I think it's Tra. He might go by Trey, but... Uh, yeah, the, that's a... His running back situation's a mess. Mm-hmm. Kittle. I like Mack. Yeah, but, yeah I, I just... Yeah, Aaron, he's got Marlon Mack. He's got Travis Kelsey... You assume Tyree Kill. His receivers are just deeper, too. Yeah. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Jones Jr., he didn't do anything last week, so he's probably going to go out for 30 this week. Yeah, he'll have 50 points. Tyree Kill, depending if Mahomes plays. I like I like Aaron here, and I'm trying to look at Chaff's team and see what his like path to winning would be, like what he needs to happen to really be in this. And I think it's Kittle getting maybe two scores on Thursday night against terrible Arizona defense against tight end. I'm gonna be honest. I like Chaffee's team here. I like. Uh, I mean, say Josh Allen hooks up with John Brown. Not that unrealistic. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, I mean, Washington's terrible. They can pick and choose who scores touchdowns, basically. Uh, <laughs> Edelman is going to put up 15-plus every game that they don't have Josh, Josh Gordon until Mohamed Sanu starts to eat targets. Uh, Devontae Parker has been putting up, you know, 6 to 10 points a game. Um, Carson Freeman, that's ugly. But, I mean, Chris Conley... I've been flirting with trying to pick up Chris Conley all year. I just can't bring myself to do it, but... Houston has a horrible secondary. Um, and if Gardner Minshew hooks up with them, that cancels out Gardner Minshew a little bit. So I just, uh, neither team is stands out to me as an easy win, but Chaff hasn't uh, the matchup edge, I feel like. The Josh Brown thing's a good point. If I get similar to Kittle, if somehow Josh Brown ends up with two touchdowns, mm-hmm. Chaff's going to put up a number. Yeah, it's not even that unrealistic. I mean, he's been having a monster year, kind of, by his standards, you know? He's been good. He's been solid. Um, let's go to the next one here. Got Scott and Grant. Mm, yeah. I mean, this one, um, Scott's been rolling pretty heavy. Uh, I am missing uh, Cooper Cup this week on bye, which makes things a little interesting, especially... Green um, hasn't set his lineup. Comes yeah. out of, like, is Hollywood Brown going to play... Uh, I see that Christian has a weird questionable tag, but I think he's all right. We all picking uh, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. Grant's going to need to go to Scott's <laughs> favorite uh, tight end waiver wire circus and add somebody <laughs> yeah. to replace Hooper. And that's good, a good desperate luck. place. Good luck. I'm uh, starting rolling out Noah Fant again, so that should be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He's just... It was good. I don't know. I mean, he did get eight targets last week. I think he only caught one ball, though, so... Yeah, he's been pretty... Uh, I mean, he's gone over ten once, and it was ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have that... He's had uh, a lot of drops. They did lose Sanders, so he has, like, maybe more... Well, they lost Flacco. They have some insurance agent. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe he just maybe, feeds fans. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he's just going to dump it. Donnie dumps yeah. or something, we call it. I mean, Grant hasn't set his lineup, so he's probably going to be projected around, like, 90... Yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be a close. It's just missing tight end, yeah. No, he's, he's got to pick one off the wire. He's got snow. He also has Ingram. On yeah, he's end. got to plug Ingram. <laughs> and and like Jeff said, he's starting Benny Snell. It's like it's not like he's benching the running back spot, but he basically is if he's yeah. starting Benny Snell. You give him yeah. Max too. Yeah. Right. Who does he? Can I just? I do wonder who he has on the bench. We don't. Mark know. Ingram. Okay. Everybody else is hurt. And he has two empty bench spots, so okay. you don't know what he's gonna do with those. Exactly. Could add anybody. It's anything is possible. I don't mean to blow through your matchup here, no, but no, it's I'm, best compliment we could give you because it's very non-controversial <laughs> yeah, at this point. This is a big one, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's me against Fowler. Loser's going to be scrapping in the mix for the playoff spot. The winner's going to be in a better position than the loser, put it that way. <laughs> um, There's some analysis. <laughs> yeah, you know? And the winning, winning is uh, better than losing. Um... I mean, uh, I am really, like, invested in Mason Rudolph sucking this weekend because not, yeah. only, not only am I taking out a second mortgage to uh, <laughs> bet against his player prop bets, but uh, Fowler is going Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. Damn. Yeah. Balls. We just don't really have a lot of options. There's nobody. You just pick those two guys off, or uh, Pascal. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, but he has nobody on his bench. Like, everyone else is on a buy. Can't drop him. Yeah, look at Fowler, like, trying to be sneaky with me. Like, who who am I going to play my flex? Obviously, you're going to play Miles Sanders. <laughs> like, what are you going to play? Unless he's hurt. 
Yeah, but three code against the number one DVOA run defense. Sanders did not practice on Wednesday. What well, if he plugs that uh that Johnson guy in? Ah, Johnson. I hope he does. Is he not starting? I mean Trey Carson. Uh, Trey Carson started. From Detroit, yeah. He got more carries. Um and Fowler spent a lot of money on. Yeah, fifty two bucks or sixty five, sorry. So, yeah, you know, there's, uh, I mean, Fowler's got that Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews hookup. Um, I'm in the one situation where I trust Bill Belichick to take that away because from where we stand, that's obviously the most lethal combination the Ravens have on offense. Are uh, you going to, maybe you don't want to reveal this, confidence level of Darnold trotting him out there? Are you going to be looking around? On Saturday. Um, as of right now, where I stand, I'm going to... Well, what's this weather button? I haven't seen this weather thing yet. At Miami? This is gale force Thund- winds. Thunderstorms, high 86. 30% chance of rain. It's more wind I'm worried about. But... It'll be something I'll check on. As When I said it today, I felt pretty confident yeah. in Darnold. Uh, like I said, I think it's a get-right spot where they just feed him. I love having a couple guys on Monday night. Uh, more Fowler's than of any. Tevin Coleman on Thursday night could really demoralize me. There's tons of potential for that to happen. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I feel pretty decent about this. I feel better than a coin flip, put it that way. But I don't feel like 100% I'm going to win. Yeah. I like you as well. Yeah. Fowler just has a lot of guys on by. Yeah. A lot I, I of guys a good on time. by. I mean, um, Michael Thomas. Thank God. Right. Thank God. And Ridley now with no Sanu, who's probably looking at more targets. Although Matt Ryan's not great. Um, yeah, I, I I like you, Kev. Yeah, Fowler's been savvy this year, so maybe he's got a trick up his sleeve. And uh, maybe by me saying that, you know, he goes and tries to get a little too creative. So let's hope for that. <laughs> uh, Deshaun Jackson potentially coming back. Um, I'd love that. This might be my last Mahomes this week. No, never mind. He's got a bye week in week 12. Um, Have they given the full word on Mahomes yet? Cleveland. No. Cleveland could be a sleeper defense with the uh, backup quarterback playing. Paid mm. six mm. bucks for him, so I hope so. Well, well too much probably. So, uh, I wanted to do, since week eight halfway point, Halfway point reviews. What do you guys think? Should we should we go for it real quick or no? Let's do it. Probably do it quick. Yeah. It's we're at like one twenty five. Yeah. I might just start a new one so it can be easy. People can go listen to it independently. Oh, can you do that? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. What should we go here? All right. Week eight. So let's do uh, let's do a quick uh, MVP LVP. I was looking through the draft results today. I think this is pretty uh pretty easy you just glance at it you know who the bad picks are who the good picks are yep my personal opinion round one best pick i mean it's pretty easy because scott had the number one overall pick but i don't know if you remember before the season yeah. there was some debate whether saquon or mccaffrey is better i mean best pick of the first round has to be has to be scott taking mccaffrey yeah i mean that was just 2020 vision from the jump yeah mm-hmm. that's <laughs> and, uh, a setup for the win definitely um it seemed easy, or at least like it seemed to make the most sense. Not that Saquon, there's not really anything wrong with him. I just thought uh, 
McCaffrey's basically like a wide receiver, maybe like if not a wide receiver two, like a wide receiver one mixed with a running back one. So mm-hmm. can't really go wrong. And just I felt like better situation than Saquon. Um, Saquon's injury obviously played a part, but he's still a freaking freak. And Kamara, um, I don't know. I think Zeke is probably the realistic, like should have been the third the third pick. So Good I point. think there's a case to be made for Zeke being a, I don't know. I guess I'd have to look I mean, at the realistically, numbers, third pick should have been Dalvin Cook at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. a very good point, yeah. But I, if we're going to give a, a runner-up prize, because it's kind of unfair to give it to you since you would pick up any player in the league. Yeah, I mean, in a way. I winning, mean, still I basically want a fake, but. I want a fake horse race to get Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which was awesome. My jockey was great. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Fowler, Michael Thomas, 10. Yeah. Yeah. Solid pick. And I mean, that was through the Drew Brees injury. If you ask yeah. me when Brees went down and you're telling me he's going to be out six weeks and Teddy Bridgewater's throwing the ball, uh-huh. I mean, you're looking at a maybe middle of tier wide receiver two. And yeah. not only is he wide receiver, a wide receiver one, he's top end. Like mm-hmm. he's weathered that storm and now has Drew Brees back. Yeah, that's. Yeah, definitely. Mike, I didn't even look at his stats. Mike Thomas has put up some stats. Yeah, monsters. <laughs> I'd say, ironically, Ty, number one team in the league, might have the worst first-round pick. I do. Mm-hmm. They doubt. Just for some perspective. Well, uh, I mean, Devontae Adams. Yeah. but True. But I, I was kind of trying to discount injuries here yeah, because... I, like, I agree with that. Because Saquon's the biggest bust in the first round for really one of the injuries. Saquon or Devontae? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, he's probably put up more, if not as many points as Le'Veon, and Le'Veon's been healthy the whole year. So. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, James Conner's yeah. outscored Le'Veon by 30-plus points. Um, we've, all, we've all touched on it that the uh, Jets' schedule the rest of the way is pretty awesome. Yes, so, yeah. very favorable. Le'Veon, so I'm interested to see if he actually ends up hitting value or making up for it. But, yeah, as of now, that's a tough one. Um, Chubb's, Chubb's been good, right? I mean, I think he's been solid. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been good. Um, Travis he's Kelsey. about value. Like, nothing special, but nothing... Uh, <laughs> Kelsey and Connor at eleven and twelve might be. I think you'd be a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah those guys. Both they're both. Definitely. I would say both are maybe underwhelming. Neither one has been like a flat out like, oh, this sucks. But like you're, yeah, underwhelming. More, yeah, yeah. I mean, for your first round pick, you'd be a little, a little pissed. Uh, second round. Um, I mean. I gave myself yeah. the best pick, Donald Cook. I agree. I mean, I think... I, I, I don't think there's a close second. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans, could there could be a case made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, um, yeah. But like, we can... I mean, if you're redrafting right now, Dalvin Cook's top four yeah. pick. Yeah, for sure. And that's not even because... Like, I liked him coming into the season, but everybody else just didn't take him. It wasn't like I was absurdly... I think... No, no there's some risk there. Yeah, a little risky. Like, I think people might have been nervous. I think uh, the talent was definitely there. People were nervous, and it's it's paying off huge. Yeah. I mean, AB's an easy pick for worst yeah. pick. Uh, Juju's a bad one. Mixon, Gurley. Yeah, I think I think a case has to be made for Mixon here. That, uh, I mean, he's, actually, he's definitely a talented player. Like, not a knock on him as a player, but just like any bangle on your team in the first two rounds is... It's it's rough. Like they're so bad. They might be they might be tanking harder than Miami at this point. Like Miami at least looked like they were playing hard. Like Cincinnati might just be like I don't know what the fuck's going on. They're tanking. I mean they're playing Ryan Finley instead of Andy Dalton now. They're tanking for sure. I love that they benched Dalton this birthday. Yeah, that is great. AJ Green is just so mad. He's like, I I'm just gonna hit my (laughs) 
hand with a hammer so I don't have to come back. Yeah, know. like if the, do they like honestly they shouldn't they shouldn't play him right no. this year. Like it wouldn't make any sense, but they almost feel like they have to. I don't know. That's I think Damian Williams might be the worst pick. Yeah, <laughs> that is a tough one too. I yeah, we'll, I we do MVPs and LVPs. I got him coming up. Um, <laughs> third round, I think it's there's two great picks and two horrible picks that stick out to me. The great picks are Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. Yes. Uh, Ty and Scott, or Scott and Ty. And the bad picks to me are David Montgomery, especially because Fowler traded him before the breakout, mm-hmm. and Zach Ertz. Yeah. Everything else seems about right in terms of value. Yeah, yeah for the listeners, the, the rest of the list is Thielen, Ingram, Kittle, Diggs, Chris Carson, Cooper, uh, Mark Cooper, Josh Jacobs, Marlon Mack. So a lot of good like yeah, mid tier yeah. running backs that are looking like RB ones. Mm-hmm. Ertz obviously, like you mentioned, disappointment. That just looks like a third round to me. I just look yeah. at them. Yeah. It's like those are third round guys. Perfect yeah, third rounders. I'll even give Mills credit. Nobody wanted to touch Marlon Mack in the yeah. third round, right. but he did it, and he's he's return value enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last pick of the third round. But then, you know, just to transition easily here, in round four, <laughs> he picked Melvin Gordon on the third back, which, um, show what that one's Not slide. looking great. But, you know, the fourth round had some bad ones. I mean, Jeff, Brandon Cooks is a rough one. No, yeah. Um, yeah. Duke Johnson is, oh. I, I took him might, in fourth oh, and a different Duke league. Johnson. Yeah, and it's not even Hips' fault. Like, I, I truly think Duke Johnson would put up good numbers if he got the touches, but... Which is, I mean, that's really surprising because the, the Texans paid up for him. They gave him, what, yeah. like a third and a fifth? That's yeah, some, that's like, ridiculous. meaningful value for a guy that had done, like, he's had, like, a thousand career, like, a thousand yard season before if you combine rushing and receiving. They Surprised they didn't give him more volume. Best picks, uh, easy here. Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Man, are you serious? Those two best receivers in the league right now. Yeah. They both won the fourth round. I don't know, Patty Mahomes, too. Yeah, Patty Mahomes is there. Not the injury. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give it to him because yeah. of the injury. Best yeah. yeah. Dude is putting up numbers when he plays. Yeah. There were some good wide receivers. I mean, even Galladay. Galladay. Galladay's had a really strong season. He's overshadowed a little bit here with Godwin and Cup, but Galladay is a strong fourth-round pick. Yeah, yeah poor Grant. Uh, Galladay, Mike Williams, Godwin Cup in terms of receivers off the yeah. board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All high upside guys, and you know, Mike Walker said it would be in the low floor guy. Um, that's rough, but round five, uh, I thought Dave's T.Y. Hilton pick was money. Yeah, um, Ty Phil Lindsay's big pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually gave myself the worst pick here with DJ Moore. Um, definitely regret that one. Maybe Darius Geis. I mean, it hasn't worked out. So, I mean, yeah. it's not entirely a bad pick. He just got unlucky, but, I mean, I can't see the field. I mean, actually, Hips' Jarvis Landry pick was about right here. Uh, that wasn't a regretful pick. Yeah, and I'll admit at the time it didn't look great just because, I don't know, I guess I think I probably a little less faith in the Browns than a lot of people coming in just because it's the Browns and I'm mm-hmm. just biased. But, mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't know. Um, and, I mean, I'm going to throw myself in the ring for worst pick with Sonny Michelle. He's just like if you watch the guy, it's it's bad. He's like The only upside is him playing on a good team, which helps you just get red zone looks. But mm-hmm. he's just like he cannot I can't get it like, hit the hole. Yeah. He can't break tackles. I mean, he, he has, he has six t- – he's like a super frustrating player to own. Like oh. I'd be – I'd hate him if I owned him. But, like, from the outside looking in – 
He has six touchdowns this year. Like, yeah. you could absolutely draft a guy in this his round past, that, that finishes the year with three, four touchdowns. His mm-hmm. past four weeks, except this last week, were pretty good. I mean, yeah, he's been, Jarvis Landry's been in the double digits once. Or, I mean, maybe more than once. Nah, three times, but I forgot his half point PPR. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Sonny Michelle is one of the worst picks. Yeah. I think it was a decent yeah, one. I mean, he looks bad when about watch him play, but... I think it's about yeah, right. Yeah, for fantasy yeah. purposes, I think... Give Colt some credit. I mean, the Derrick Henry pick, we, I think we, we shit on him a little yeah. bit at the uh-huh. time, just because it's a very unsexy pick, but he's definitely returned value on yeah. that. Like, he's he's getting double-digit, low double-digit points week in, week out from him. Not only, like, is he getting that, it's consistent. That's about all you can ask in the fifth round. That was a good pick. Yeah, but he has to watch the Titans play. That is true. And that is a, uh, as bad as punishment gets. It's a factor. Um, week, or round six, I thought that Chaffee saved Hips and Dave for worst pick here because as I voted for it, at the time of the draft, worst pick, A.J. Green. I still think it's the worst pick in the entire draft. I thought it was obvious that he was going to sit for 10 weeks to start the year, if not the whole season, which he looks like he's going to. Um, but, you know, Dave and Hips also had some pretty bad picks with Robbie Anderson and Kenyon Drake. Yeah. It was an interesting, interesting round. Um, we might as well point out that Aaron Rodgers went <laughs> here. Um, and he's been... He's at least outperformed uh, <clears throat> um, AJ Green. Just kidding. Uh, no, he's he's outperformed <laughs> a few people, but um, Austin Eckler came off the board here by yeah. Cab. I think that was a huge. I mean, obviously a monster pick. Mm-hmm. Sean Watson for Danny. I think that's the best pick. Um, Sean Watson for money. Yeah, Allen Robinson and Jeff too. Evan Ingram. Yeah, he's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but just given that position, yeah. like tight end, even if you could lock in fifty percent good weeks, you're you're doing yeah. something. Okay. Did, I would take three points a week at this point. <laughs> I would when fucking love that. Cold, it's get rid of uh, Latavius Murray. He took him in the sixth round. I know, right? And then he got rid of him, and then yeah. Danny's reaping all the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't even notice that. I figured Danny dropped him, but. They kind of wrote him out of the game script. Like, there were a couple games there where he was getting, like, five touches. And, like, you can't... I mean, he's a super high-value handcuff because if Kamara ever went down... Six-rounder, I got to keep him on the... Yeah. I mean, as as just exhibited, like, if Kamara goes down, you're getting 20 points a week, which just happened. Mm -hmm. But um, there were a couple weeks there where he was getting, like, five touches. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in round seven now? I mean, there's some bad ones around seven. (laughs) Yeah, it gets a little ugly the rest of the way. Um, we saw Darwin Thompson sticks out as the uh, the bad one. Dante Pettis, me, disaster. Um, I took Tariq Cohen here. That pick sucked. I remember being scrambled at the time. I'm like, oh, Tariq Cohen. And just two weeks in, I'm like, I'm going to be cutting this guy pretty soon for a bye week replacement. I knew it fast. <laughs> oh, OJ Howard. Yeah, yeah, OJ Howard, mm. rough season. I mean, yeah. I think he had, might have the lowest amount of targets. Tied with the Hunter Henry pick, I think that actually looks like maybe the best pick in this round. I wrote that down, too. You, yeah. That and Christian Kirk. Yeah. Both guys that have been Barbie out for a month or two. Had a couple breakout weeks. Yeah, you gotta start him though. You gotta pick the right time to start him, which is tough. That is tough. I mean, eight, nine, and ten is pretty tough. Um, I wrote it out up to ten because I specifically wanted to mention that Fowler drafted Lamar Jackson ten. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if you guys have any general thoughts and feelings on 8, 9, and 10, but we could move into MVPs and LVPs, too. Wait, yeah, a lot of handcuffs mixed in here. Yeah. A lot of the Tony A lot of guys who already changed teams. Yeah, the Tony Pollers, the Edo Smiths of the world. Edo LaShawn Smith. McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> when did, um... When did I take, uh... Russell Wilson? That's well, I can question. tell you, Ty. So... <laughs> I have MVPs here, and I didn't know whether to divide this into free agent pickups and draft picks. Because I also, real quick, I also took. Looks like you got him in the twelfth. I also I took uh, the uh, Cam Cam Newton, Newton. before him mm-hmm. in like the tenth or something. Like that. Super valuable insurance yeah, policy. Right. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I have the best pick in the league this year, being Fowler, Lamar Jackson, one eleven. Yeah, pick one eleven. He got Lamar Jackson. That's crazy. I mean, that's you're drafting a guy at 111 where you expect to basically cut that person. You're yeah. drafting a lottery ticket, and he got one that paid out very high. Yeah, well, yeah right he... after Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray. Wow. Nonetheless. And what? He, Who else? He's, he's like second in fantasy points right now, right? Or something? He's, he's got to be up there. Maybe first. Yeah. yeah. Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Justice Hill, Dion Lewis, <laughs> Valdez Scantlin. I took Balage. Keenan Ballage. Austin Hooper was taking that round, which yeah, yeah that's a, that's a that good. was my second best pick of the entire draft that I had. One seventeen. I mean, it's tight end one. Yeah, I had the third best pick. I couldn't decide between Scott's Cooper Cup, uh, Colts's Chris Godwin, and Ty's Russell Wilson pick one forty. Mm. I mean, one forty. One forty. I mean, he had to be tight end quarterback. 12 or 40 yeah, I mean, at 140, you're deciding between taking Russell Wilson or a defense. Like, yeah, that's no. ridiculous. It's absurd. It's crazy how how far who, who went there dropped in our draft. Well, I have it right here. You took him just the the whole round went Nikhil Harry, Ty Montgomery, Mark Andrews, which is another great, great pick in mm-hmm. round 12. Cool. Uh, Trey Burton, Justin Jackson, Jared Goff, who I took, who's terrible. Um, Deshaun Hamilton, <laughs> Russ. DK Metcalf, which actually turned into something. Mecole Hardman, uh, that Hippert cut in like week two, right before he became somewhat valuable. <laughs> and Naheem Hines and Mohamed Sanu. So that was just a round of garbage that you yeah, well, landed Russ Wilson from. Yeah. If possible. And Mark Andrews. I do want to point out that Grant went on a run starting in the 10th round where he drafted Austin Hooper, Devin Singletary, um, DK Metcalf, John Ross, back to back to back to back. That's unbelievable. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's an incredible draft right there. Um, he traded a couple away. John Ross got hurt, so it kind of shook out pretty rough. But uh, you can't really hope to do much better than that. Like at that point, yeah. to string those four picks together—that's as about as well as you can hope That's to put time. together. Yeah, it's major depth. Um, that last round was pretty garbage. Yeah, uh, these late rounds are rough. I mean, we do have to mention too Jeff picking up New England defense off free agents, free agency, and Danny picking up Darren Waller off free agency. I yeah, mean, two two biggest yeah. moves of the year that didn't go. How much you know. did you did? Were they did they cost you money? Free. I dropped their free agent. Oh, Waller. No, nah, I don't think so. I think you picked him up That's... after AB left the Raiders. That's sickening. Because somebody paid money for Lefford, <laughs> but nobody paid money for Waller, That's I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it really is. That I'm is sickening. Sure I'm pretty sure Danny did that as well with when Demarius, or when uh, the tight end for the Broncos went down, and then Julius Thomas stepped in and dominated. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure Dan did that exact same thing. We changed the waiver rules after that because it was on a Thursday night. Oh, I remember that. And he picked up Julius Thomas. Yep. And he had like three touchdowns. Oh, I literally... Is that the, the McHugh? That was such a the defining McHugh moment in my McHugh. life that I remember where I was when that game happened. I remember happened. being in college watching yeah. the, the game on my TV. I remember where I was when that happened and knowing McHugh just stole a top like three or five tight end for the rest of the year for yep. free. Mm-hmm. Killed me. I guarantee he remembers it too. Oh, absolutely. He's probably he like ten he's probably, touchdowns. That he's year. probably grinning ear to ear. He had like a thousand <laughs> yards, yeah, ten he's touchdowns. Probably at that, that black tie event telling this telling this exact story. Somebody <laughs> at his table right now. <laughs> Um, and he, he, he was never any good. He was in almost in that Jimmy Graham territory where everyone's like, oh, he had that one year, he might do it again. And he just, yep. some of that was Peyton Manning's career just going down the toilet. But They were literally mm-hmm. calling him Orange Julius. <laughs> he had a VP. <laughs> he, he had a sick nickname and everything. And he just, yeah, do, um, what's, uh, what's the LVP? LVP's more fun. Um, for uh, me, I had the, the worst pick of the year being Damian Williams. Cold, it's 23rd overall. Yeah. I mean, because he's not even like droppable. And he's not startable either. You just have to hold on yeah. to him. He's only slightly worse than Odell. Like, Odell, at least you have to start. At least, like, he's sure. yeah. he's mm-hmm. he's getting points. But, like, Odell's a giant bust. I do it, like, Damon Williams, you, you can't start him. So. I would give it, I mean, A, B. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> almost, that was almost cheating. That's yeah. almost, like, an unspoken. <laughs> just like, yeah. that was just horrific. Yeah, those, those, the ones you just mentioned are bad. I mean, Hips 27th overall with Zach Ertz is, uh, I mean, that's pretty bad. You know, because the earlier you get, the more you look at the guys that Hips passed up in order to... I almost, like, feel bad saying that, though, because that was, like, yeah. salt. that was, like, exactly where he was supposed to go. Like, the thought process was completely right there, and it just didn't work. Same with Damian Williams. Um, yeah. On the other hand, you have Mills taking Melvin Gordon 37th overall, maybe, like, a round too early. Given the ADP at the time, knowing he was going to hold out, but... Frankly, just on that subject, I, I think Gordon even came back a little earlier. Like, during the draft, I'm like, he might sit eight or ten yeah, weeks. What like, I, in what I was thinking at draft was there's no way I'm touching him because he might sit almost all the season. So, he came back earlier than I thought. Yeah, I wasn't touching him. Yeah, Feckler didn't blow up. I think he would have stayed for a couple more weeks. Stayed at home. Probably. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think those ones you mentioned though are are definitely. Do we have the uh, top? Do we have Julio concerns? Yes. I mean, the guy was this his only good week the whole year? And Matt Schaub was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I don't know what Schaub's still in the league, by the way. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. He started. He started as Mike Vick's backup in in Atlanta. So I is was, that's. <laughs> I feel like Julio's entire career is just going to be remembered by just potential through and beyond the ceiling, and it just never quite happened. Because every year it's the same thing. Like, he can't get the touchdowns. Like, there's just, you're like, you want so much more from him because he's a freak. And it's just, every year it's that. I was telling Scott uh, recently, I mean, Calvin Ridley made some incredible plays this past Sunday. And while he won't overtake... Julio this year, like a year from now, are we talking about Calvin Ridley being better than Julio Jones? And not because Julio just sat out for that new contract too. Yeah, I, I just yeah, imagine like Julio's big, tall, fast. Like those type of receivers, Larry Fitzgerald, they age fine, yeah. but they don't hold their prime the same way. Like I don't know. 
I just realized the Falcons have one win. I'm like in Julio's game log. Really? I did not realize the Falcons are one win team. That's, uh, he, that's rough. He's fired. Yeah, I can't believe he hasn't been. Do you see that video of Fitzgerald walking over to Kyler Murray and saying that he goes, watch number 11 today. He's the best I've ever seen do it. He called Julio Jones the best receiver he's ever watched. And he really? watched Randy Moss, Chris Carter when he was a ball mm-hmm. boy there. He watched yeah. all those guys. Ooh. That's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah, that's incredible. It's Which is, but I'm, I agree with you 100%. Like, mm-hmm. for the talent, I feel like there should be more yeah, productivity. But yeah. It's not a knock on Julio. It's just the way he's been yeah. utilized. Yeah, the more offensive. I've been listening. I know. My name, I mean, I have Julio my yeah. pretty much every year. You know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm well aware of how frustrating having Julio Jones can be. Mm-hmm. And when they had a great offensive coordinator, was Kyle Shanahan, and he was just a run guy mm-hmm. for the most part. And he could use Tevin. Tevin Coleman had blow up years that year. Uh-huh. Now he's with them again. From 2014 through 2018, so not counting this year yet, 1,600 yards, 1,900 yards, 1,400, 1,400, 1,700. And we're talking about like this guy didn't quite make it. Yeah, the yeah. worst number I just gave was 1,400. It just still feels like he never filled his potential because potential was that much. I know. That great. You know, it's not a knock on him, it's more just uh, that's the way it's played out. Speaking of Matt Schaub, I uh, I was driving home from somewhere I forget, and I saw a uh, like a, some BMW like SUV on the highway. And the license plate was it literally said Schaub eight, and I think that's his number. I'm pretty sure that's his number. It was Matt Schaub. Positive. You saw Matt Schaub, and I like I don't know what he was doing. It was like a highway from like between Ohio and Pennsylvania, but he was I swear to God this was his car. And like I tried to look, might have been his wife driving or something, but like. Just so everyone knows, like, Shab's out there, he's here to stay, he's got, like, a specialty license plate. Nobody else in the world would have that license yeah. plate. like, who who would, yeah. Matt Shab's super fan. Unless it's, like, isn't his brother do something or whatever? It could have been his brother, I guess. Just no Shab on my knob. It's definitely a team name for a while. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe it Where'd he go to college? I, I hold a gun to my head, I have no idea. Um, couldn't tell you. You'll see, uh... Oh, I did tech. I don't know. <laughs> CCAC. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like a big 10 school. Like, 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 UVA. like, 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 What's the overview? I actually don't even remember who we picked as like worst best. And, uh, uh, best was it, was it by owner? Sorry, I don't mean to drag this out, but I'm just. Uh, I said Fowler, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Fowler, Lamar Jackson, the best pick, worst pick. I mean, literal draft pick. I I said Surdy Hooper, one seventeen, Cooper Cup, Godwin, and Russ Wilson. I had them all tied for three. Keep that sheet though. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we'll I want to revisit at the end of the year and kind of see how everything played out the second half. Put it in my uh, put it my, uh, my file. <laughs> I got Damian Williams LVP, Zach Ertz, Melvin Gordon. You know the LVPs aren't changing. The MVPs yeah, can change, but the LVPs, in. yeah, because the the damage is done. Cold at hips, Mills. I don't know. What <laughs> if Shady gets hurt and Damian Williams comes in? Which is sure. I mean, they should just bench Shady and play Damian Williams or Darwin Thompson and. 
bail Fowler up, but yeah, let's not forget Fowler's team name was Darwin's Heroes. Darwin's oh. Theory. I secretly wanted Darwin oh. Thompson so badly. Like yeah, I remember when he took Darwin, I'm like, oh my god. Game. Yeah, he took him a little early, but I still remember being like, damn, that might be good. Yeah, I agree. Very weird season, but anyway. Yeah, right. put in the books. That's it. It's the uh, longest Maybe. one yet. Yeah, I was going to say, our longest epic pod ever. Longer yeah. than, like, Lord of the Rings at this point. <laughs> I didn't even ask Jeff Hips' question, but... Oh, yeah. That's fine. The trilogy. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Later.